Yeah, man, that's a, and it's so it's so funny too because like um, when so like when I first got onto the call, like I don't know, you guys like kept it moving, like you guys didn't even acknowledge that like I was muted either, like yeah, like that's that's what made me believe that that I was like like. You guys, <laughs> you guys didn't well, say I, anything. Well, when, you, when you popped in, when you popped in, I saw I saw the mute, but um, then I looked away to play fourteen. So I just assumed that you eventually turn it off. But and usually you you join and you're usually setting up or something, and then you join in and you're like, oh hey guys, I was doing this. So I was like, he's not there yet. He just joined, but he's not there. That you know. Right. Right. So you weren't there at all, <laughs> even though you were <laughs> muted for me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this man's just busy. Yeah. <laughs> but busy. are you doing all right though? The food poisoning, all that stuff, and I uh, probably sucked ass. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. True. I'm all good, man. Thanks for asking. What was it, man? Bad sushi or some shit? Uh, fucking Japanese food. Oh man, why is it, dude? Second this is time that happened. Just too. me acknowledging this has been the case for me. Anytime I get food poisoning, it's always Asian food. Yeah, I can't stay away from it though. Oh, that. it's so good! It's so yeah. good, man. Yeah. So wait, so was it was it the same? Was the same place? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I messed up, man. Ooh. I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't gone there in like years, and then where at? Uh, Saku, Japan. Bro, my sister. That's where me and my sister got the food poisoning from. Yeah. Dude, yeah. No, my my dad literally just got the food yesterday from there. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah, it's I pretty heard, sketchy. Uh, this was in high school. Yeah, no, I heard rumors in high school. <laughs> rumors. That apparently they, <laughs> no, like, yeah, years ago. This is why, like, I don't eat there anymore. Not because of that, but because there's better places in my mind. Yeah. Um, it's they had like rats running around like the fucking countertop like one. Hey and shit. yo. Yikes. Like, tr I saw people said back then. I saw I saw this one meme that it was like, uh, the rats jumping in the in the uh, air fry in the fryers at KFC. And it was and it was like this. It was like this guy jumping off of like a diving board at a pool. <laughs> it was so funny. That's how sorry could be. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so you okay. ate rat. Yeah, pretty much. Um, alright, so we are live, um, we are going to, Macho, you got this, uh, tweeted out? Yeah, just, just post it up right now. Cool, cool, cool. Let me retweet that. Um, okay, I think we can probably get started. Yeah, right, number man. 24, man. Yeah. Number 15, Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing you don't want in your Burger King burger is someone else's food fungus. But unfortunately, that's what you get. Yeah, let me uh, let me actually listen back to the podcast real quick to make sure we're good. Okay, yo, I I love that guy's video. <laughs> there's there's it's so random. There's I, I don't know what number it is, but it's like number number like eleven. Uh, the horror stories uh, coming out from these two kids who were playing Super Smash Bros. Melee. <laughs> 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 Pronunciation is so bad. Oh, yeah. we're, I, it, we're we're good on audio, by the way. Okay, oh, cool, good. cool. Sweet. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've started following him on uh, on YouTube now, and he's just doing like these random like horror story like videos. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, oh my, horror story number five. Yeah. The it's... kid in the well. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That is funny. It's like I don't know if it's intentional or not, but he sounds odd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Oh, man. Uh, you guys ready? <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> guys, welcome back to the 24th episode of the Dual Shock and Sense podcast. I am your host, Soul, the connoisseur of anime waifus, back like I never left. With me, as always, <laughs> I got my two co-hosts, Macho. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good. It's going, everybody. It's the King of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic again for the 24th episode. I'm happy to have you back, Jay. It's been, it's been a little bit, huh? Yeah, man. I got, I got, I got some smoke for you guys, man. Y'all, y'all gonna get, y'all, y'all gonna get this work, man. So, pause, pause. Hey, not like that. Hey, chill. No, we're happy to have you back, man. It's good. I'm, I'm excited for this episode. For sure, for sure. Wall, how you doing, man? Doing good, y'all. Uh, it was first. It was me. Now Jay, which is we happen to frequent the same spots. You know, yeah, I get man. it. Jay can't handle, can hold himself. Hey, but, you know. hey, come on, man. Hey, you're leaving. Hey, you're, yo. you're leaving your your nasty germs all over the all over the place, man. That, that's what <laughs> that's what got me, man. That's what got me. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing good, man. Uh, we're almost at the quarter of episodes, almost at 25. Yeah. We're almost old enough to uh, have a car under our name. What is it? I don't know. It's just, it's, there's something. We're almost off of our parents' insurance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That too. Isn't that 24, though? <laughs> no, nah, I think it's uh, 26. I think it's 25, is it? isn't it? Gotcha. Is it? I think. I think I got off of mine at 26, but it could be just because of like birth dates and like how that works and stuff like that. It's weird. It could be, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. But yeah, man. Ready to talk games and... Uh, uh, our games specifically, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, as always, guys, I want to remind you: go ahead and like the podcast, man. Consider subscribing. We would greatly appreciate that. Definitely helps us out. Um, the man, this is, I feel like this is gonna be a rough podcast, man. There's not a lot to talk about, but uh, we we're gonna make it work, man. <laughs> we're gonna make it work. Um, so as always, we're gonna begin the podcast talking about the games that we've been playing this week. Um, it's, man, it's, it's funny because I was about to come in here, uh, all depressed, crying, being like, oh man, <laughs> there's nothing to play. Uh, ever since Ratchet and Clank, you know, I, I was really, you know, looking at Kino to be that next title, be like, okay, like that's, that's the next big game for me. Now that that got delayed, I've been, I've been grasping at straws, man. Like nothing has really been working for me. Like, uh, even even Greece, man. Like that, I literally have like an hour left in that game, and like I can't for whatever reason like finish it. Like I I just don't have the motivation to do it. Uh, Re two as well. Like I just don't have the motivation to play that game either. Like nothing is really clicking for me right now. Like I'm I'm I just feel like I'm in that weird like annual gaming funk right now. Uh, where nothing is just really speaking to me, and it doesn't help that literally after Ratchet and Clank, nothing has really been coming out 
really nothing is going to be like of you know worth is going to come out until uh kina for me at least um but then something weird happened where last night um i put in dying light i was like eh, i just, I just want to you know put this game in uh and you know for the podcast you know just have it in, in the in the background or whatever <laughs> I started playing about like an hour well yeah I, w I wanted to get through at least like the the introduction of the game you know just so you know we could get to a little bit more interesting stuff for the podcast and then <laughs> before i knew it i i was playing the game for like two hours i f I, I i forgot how much i <laughs> i really love this game and how like it doesn't get talked about enough and like this honestly is like one of my favorite games of like last generation like easily like top like 15 out of all last generation it's a really really fun game um and, it's, and again it's like one of those games like you guys know me like i'm not i'm not really the biggest on on horror like that's probably one of the reasons why re2 is so hard for me to get through um but dying light man i think just like the sheer amount of fun that i had with it it just kept pushing me along despite you know the horror and despite me being terrified like around every corner like it's just so fun to play that like i just didn't care about the scares and and the monsters and and whatever uh because it's just so fun to get through um so yeah i don't know if i'll replay the entire game but man it's it's just been a blast just you know just hopping in here and running around and killing zombies and and whatnot for a little bit um, I don't know. Question. Yeah, go ahead. Did you get to when you played it back then? Um, did you get to play the DLC? I haven't. I I fully like 100% in the game, like in terms of like the story content and whatever. But I never touched the the DLC. The following, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, do you think this would get you to play that if you get invested enough? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I should definitely go um, back to my other save profile and just do that mm. for sure. Nice, nice but then, man. But I'm actually trying to get like some people to play that game. Nice. Yeah, and like this, this really just like reaffirmed like and reminded me that like, oh yeah, like Dying Light Two is like probably my most anticipated game like this year, and uh, like Word. like I I have no doubt that like once i um once battlefield specifically and dying light 2 comes out that i'll probably like get out of this little funk for sure like those are the two titles that like i absolutely cannot wait for you're playing battlefield you're gonna be playing battlefield oh yeah i love battlefield oh bro oh the front door <laughs> i uh I also play. Oh shit! Well, it's been a while since I've actually like played like a first-person shooter with someone else. I mean, I'd be down to a couple of matches when that comes out. And Macho, if you're down, I mean, I don't know if you're a big Battlefield guy though. Uh, not not quite, but I mean, it, it looks interesting enough. So like, mm -hmm. if if it ends up, you know, if it has good reviews and you guys say it's, like it's really good, then I'll definitely consider it just to jump on a couple of matches with you guys every night, every go the night or something. Cool. That'd cool. be fun. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I was just for, just forewarned. Like, I, I haven't, I haven't like delved deep to the first person shooter since Call of Duty Black Ops One. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're fine. You haven't missed much. <laughs> so it's been a hot minute, man. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, no. It'll feel like 
like nothing changed because after Black Ops One, for me, it's like white noise. It's like nothing, nothing really clicked as well as that did. Yeah, Except maybe yeah. Black Ops Two. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, Black Ops One for me was just like that was like my go-to like for a long time, especially with friends. So, but after that, it just it just died off because everything just didn't really appeal to me. So, but Battlefield, it, it looks really cool. So, um, hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully, it ends up being good. And and Jay, uh, so you're not. What do you think? Since I, di- I didn't know you were a fan of Dying Light, I want to ask you: Do you like the whole idea of at night, where enemies become much more hostile and they become like at, at least in this Dying Light, how you have the the volatiles and these different kinds of like like action sequences at night? Do you like that idea, or do you prefer like one constant state of like zombie aggressiveness? Um. Even though, even though I hate it because you know it's it's more it's more scary. It is it is a pre, it's it's pretty cool because it, it adds it adds weight and like actual consequence because it's like okay avoid night at all costs uh, unless unless you're crazy of course right um, yeah and you and and for the second one I think you're encouraged if you want the good loot you know yeah or something yeah like that. for sure for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it makes it, it, it made, definitely makes it more intense. Like I was playing on my, on my, like, like really leveled up account or, uh, save or whatever. And, um, just, just running around the, the old town, just parkouring and just trying to get like the feel for things again. And before yeah. I knew it, like I, I, I was just exploring, running around, killing zombies. And then it, it turned into night and I remember like, oh shit, the volatiles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I started like hauling ass all the way back to the safe house. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely has to, like, it makes you kind of like, uh, like you need to be aware of your of you know the timing and and how far away you are from a from a safe house and whatnot. And I kind of like that. Um, Hell yeah, man. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. For a game mechanic, it's not it's not anything new when it comes to like having tougher enemies in a certain time of the day. But for a zombie game and to do it like that, it yeah. was, I would say like yeah. it's one of the most memorable things out of last gen for sure. Like yeah. I, I it's, Dying Light for me is one of those games where just I just absolutely thought the story was dreadful, but the <laughs> gameplay was just incredible to the point where I ended up finishing it because it was so much fun. Yeah. I got I got a I got a big beef with this this game because it did it did that cardinal sin of like uh like Assassin's Creed Unity did with Elise that it just like fucking kills yeah. her like towards the end and it yeah. killed Jade in this game like towards yeah. the end as well and fucking turned her into a zombie and I was like come on man and listen man if if it wasn't because the story like doesn't have any other redeeming qualities to it then like some of the characters that death would have served as such a great like oh it's on like you you really now really have to kill rise or something but it's like she was the only redeeming quality of like the whole story <laughs> for me she was the only reason why i kept playing because she was so interesting yeah she was which cool. is why dying light 2 sounds so cool because not only there's not only one group of people there's different factions there's different people you can meet apparently i don't know how much you know the difference in they're saying it's going to be quite heavy the differences in depending on which faction you align with um i'm excited for that one but with this one man uh, i don't play the story like the main story anymore because 
it feels like such a slog after playing the following. And the DLC in and out of itself is a bit more interesting because you're facing with much more, I guess, bigger picture things and much more interesting ideas, I guess. Uh, plus you have a, a little doom buggy or whatever, like a little cart you can run zombies over with. Uh, it's fun. But yeah, Dying Light may, proper, the base game, mm, it... it it's tough. I skip every scene, every cutscene. If I have to play through it, I skip everything. It's, it's oh just, man! Even except that one section where she gets turned, because that still hits so so hard, and yeah. I want to feel something during that game. You know? <laughs> I want to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> except aside from adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There's um. There's this one mission in the game that you do with Jade. It's like in in a in a school. Um, yeah, and I remember that mission being so cool because like you're you're like working al alongside her, uh, killing zombies in this abandoned school, and the music that plays in this mission, I still listen to it in, in, like through the Bluetooth in my car some days because it's like this really funky, like little uh, little jam, and it's just so because it's it's like not what you expect from like a zombie game, you know what I mean? Like you expect like. I don't know, like dark, like Last of Us music, but no, <laughs> Dying Light is just like this little funky little, little little tune when you're in this abandoned school, and it's it's so it's so good, man. Nice. Um, yeah, I remember school sections for that. Yeah, I, I don't remember that mission. I need to check it out because I need I need more Dying Light, man. I I'm trying to get a, a group of friends to play it. Uh, one of them said yes because uh, that game has I think three or four player co-op, which is yeah. super fun. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You might not have long to wait because we got uh, Dying Light 2 December, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for a tech lead on that one. Same. Yeah. Same. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's been it for me. Um, okay. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, nice. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, and and I think it will. I, I think I'll probably play a lot of this game because it's, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> just kicking this, oh, this yeah. fucking zombie around. <laughs> uh, so, Macho, what have you been playing, man? I've been going through kind of a smorgasbord of, of games, man. I'm still, I'm still trying to, like, uh, hit my one game for, like, uh, for different days. So, like, my Final Fantasy Fridays and all that jazz. Um, but I think it's been a long week. Well... <laughs> was it like the past week where we uh we kind of just beasted in Dark Souls three? Last weekend, Jay, uh, we beat both DLCs in one night. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that was insane. It was that awesome, was, dude. It, it was, was amazing, awesome. dude. Reliving how, those DLCs. How was uh uh Sister Freed and uh Father whatever? Dude, yeah, I, was was freaking, I was freaking the fuck out, dude. It was so cool. <laughs> it's so I, was epic. So, I was so giddy in my chair just seeing everything happen. And then Walt was like, watch this. And then, like, <laughs> Lady Free just does, like, her final form and everything. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, dude, this dude, is so sick. I was like, I was like, macho, macho, come here, come here. Because it was by her body after the <laughs> yeah. second phase. And it's like, okay, macho, step back a bit. And we're just waiting. And she just stands up with a black flame. And I'm like, macho, now's, now this is the fight. <laughs> oh, man. And, like, it, here's the thing. We did both worlds, right? We did his world and, our, and my world for different bosses. For this world, uh, for the DLC, 
We only did his world because I had already beaten mine in the save file I was doing. So his world would usually be the easier boss, and then in my world would be the actual challenge because I was in like New Game Plus 5 or something. Um, so in the DLC, it was just base game for him. Even Even though that was the case, for some reason, <laughs> not ashes of Ariandel. Ring fucking city, the final boss. That thing yeah, yeah. actually was a challenge. The the, but I don't know. Jay, did you play it the took, ring it city? Took us, it took us. Yeah, we, we it took us like like uh, four or five tries to beat the final boss. Uh, yeah, and that was too much for our run. <laughs> the slave knight or whatever. Yeah, Gale. Yeah, the slave oh, knight. Dude. How, wait, how did you guys do against the the dragon? We haven't. That's the thing. We haven't. Yeah, haven't. That, that's 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 an that's an optional boss from what Walt was saying. Yeah. So gotcha. what yeah. we did is we just we blasted through kind of like the main story of the DLCs, and mm -hmm. I think we, we did all of Ashes Darien though, which was so awesome. we did all of Ashes. We did the the wolf and the uh, sister Freed and her three forms, um, and with Ring City we did, which I think it's one of the highlights for me at least in our playthrough uh, when we faced the demon twins. Uh, the Twin Princess, uh, the the demon bat things, uh, the demon prince, which is the final form. Because I was telling Macho during the fight, okay, depending on who you kill first, the other one absorbs their power. And as soon as we killed one, in my mind, I was like, why isn't he doing anything different? And we kill oh, him, yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah. I guess he didn't do anything. He fucking stands up, a big explosion happens, and then Demon Prince appears, and it's like, oh, fuck, Macho, I forgot about this. I forgot <laughs> there's a second form. Dude, so epic. That's one of the, the things Macho tweeted, that image of him seeing the Demon Prince standing up. That was so epic, man. The whole, that weekend was crazy. That, man, yeah, and we were yeah. saying, I don't know, you mentioned you didn't play the DLC, Jay. Did you play the DLC? No, I didn't. I Dude, saw. I saw. So you would enjoy it so much. I saw Sister Freed and said, "I'm okay." It's it's. <laughs> he got scared. Yeah. You're yeah. shaking his I, boots. I I I I ain't afraid to admit it, man. Oh <laughs> you know, man. Part, part of, part of, I, I, I had I had a chill go down my spine when I saw Sister Freed, man. Yeah, like man. I was like, this is insane. Part of part of being a man is admitting when you're scared, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Hey man, Dude, the thing it's so it's so epic, man. Like seriously, like I, it was such a fun night just going through those two. I didn't expect to go through like all both the DLCs, but we yeah, did, and, and it was just like it was so epic. And here's the thing, man. I think the reason why. At least Macho th and I had a much easier time with some bosses. It's because realistically we were tackling it co-op. So having two people, you know, ganging up on a boss, it's much easier than one person reading the patterns and like possibly dying over and over. Um, so and I was telling Macho that if you ever desire to like tackle those DLCs, uh, we're down to like go three man on it, you know, and like. Yeah, like, yeah. Go, tri go go triple on these bosses if you yeah. ever want to. Okay, I'll yeah. think about it. Yeah, man, it's 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 worth it. But yeah, on top of um, Dark Souls three, I've been kind of just making my way slowly and but surely through great uh the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which I it's like it's gonna it's gonna definitely be one of my contenders for Game of the Year. Just like a wow, how much it's enveloping me with its 
just like the characters and the music and just the like it, it reminds me of playing the the original Ace Attorney trilogy, but with all these different characters and they're just as likable and fun, and uh, the situation, the crazy situation that they get placed in. It's um, nice. it's it's a winner. It's a winner wow. for sure. For a yeah. contender of game of the year, that that makes me even more intrigued in playing it. Like. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's again. It's just like it's if it has like a, such a feel good nature about it, despite it being about murder and like <laughs> you know, solving these mysteries against uh corrupt corrupt people and stuff like that. But mm. no, it's, it's just a ton of fun overall. It's just it's it, like it it definitely has like the identity of the Ace Attorney series that was that for me at least was missing with Ace Attorney four and five. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm really happy to see that you know this is taking like a different spin. With the with the uh, series basing it on like the 18th and or the 19th and 20th century, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of just you know taking that formula and going hand with it, so it's it's a lot of fun. Nice, nice, man. nice. Yeah, but uh, one one game that I have been playing and uh, I've been I've been mean to talk about. I'm, I've been really oh can't wait to actually discuss this with you. It might be a little discussion here. I've been playing The Last of Us Part Two. Ooh. And uh, Ooh, man, scared. this 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 one, this game, dude, this game. <laughs> um, where do I even begin, man? Where do I even begin with this one? So I started playing Sunday, and 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 I had to say the first eight to nine hours, I was very confounded with what I was playing. I was very uh, like I didn't know what to feel about it. Despite that, the game was just absolutely gorgeous, and it's absolutely like the gold standard for how video games can look, in like in as far as like presentation and gameplay and uh, um, overall polish. Like it's like it's incredible what Naughty Dog like they crunched their asses off <laughs> making this game, dude. Sadly, <laughs> it, it's it's, yeah. it's apparent like how like how much like this game is like polished and the voice acting and everything else. Like I can't say much about the presentation of it. Um, along with yeah. the gameplay to to a degree, it's improved, but it's like it's not like yeah, it's still the same know. formula, just feels better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With the with a couple of nice added additions and quality yeah. life features. Proning, nice. proning's huge. That's new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that story. Uh, I, I I had like I have a really weird relationship with this game because. When it was revealed, obviously I was very hyped about it because I love The Last of Us 1. Um, but when it came to like the reveal up to, you know, the actual, when it released, it was very rocky and I just, it was just all over the place for me. Well, remember last week how we are talking about how like, um, your friend Rebellion, how he was saying like there's certain games that when they get delayed too much, it kind of ruins the hype? Yeah. I told you that there's this one game that I couldn't think of uh, that reminded me of that and that game was The Last of Us Part 2. Where it got delayed, and then it got indefinitely delayed, and then the leaks happened, and then just all of a sudden got its release date. Like it got to that point where I was like, "All right, I lost complete interest on top of getting spoiled on Twitter and yeah, it was diving into the spoilers. It was definitely a, yeah, it a definitely exhausting was. like pre-release. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I that's agree. the yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. So, um, so, but despite knowing like the sports stuff like that, I still had interest in playing it because the gameplay just looked incredible, and I was like, "There's no way." As like as a as a gamer, and I'm curious about this game. There's no way I'm not going to play it. I I just eventually just have to play it. Gamer. So, 
playing it now, and then the, just the story, man, it's just like, it, it's a slow build-up, which is it's fine because it's setting in its characters and everything like that, but um, it's just it just wasn't grabbing me. And to the point where I was just like, what's the point of me doing, like, going on this revenge mission with Ellie? Like... I, I was just I was losing a bit of sight of that and that like I wasn't I, I wasn't connecting to the Ellie that I wanted to connect to because she was seeming so stubborn and stupid and I don't really like Dina. I think she's a homewrecker. I don't like her. Oh man. I'm, I'm not a fan of Jesse either. Um, what? The boy Jesse? I'm not a fan of Jesse at oh, all. I, I, I think he's he's pretty stale to me. Um but then I got to, um, so I finished Ellie's part and I actually got to, to the, the part where you play as Abby. The queen? Okay, and, gotcha. Yeah, so I, I got to the part, I just, I just stopped at that part. So Seattle, where it's like the flashback for her. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the point where like I finally like, all right, something clicked for me was when the event happened with Nora. And her and Ellie coming back to the theater and kind of like having like that moment of like that that moment of reflection of like what am I doing? That's yeah. when I was like, okay, now now I'm getting more interested. Now I'm actually a little hooked in now. Yeah. The but, game takes its time to respectfully like introduce you to all the elements that will later feel like they were a part of a much bigger thing. For instance, like people like Dina, you know the situation with Nora all of these all of these you know characters that otherwise would feel like what's the point of having them you don't even know them um this being a sequel and all but then right yeah <clears throat> the Nora thing happens and you're like oh shit she she mattered to someone and you even if it didn't matter to you it challenges you to like consider that Consider that at some point Abby's gonna find out. <laughs> it's you know like all of these things. They just it's a big, huge domino that that was just pushed, and it, there wasn't even a line of dominoes. It's just a never like falling domino that's eventually gonna hit the ground. Um, and for me, at least the whole Dina and Jesse thing, I can see it with Jesse. I can see how people might not like connect with Jesse because it he can come off as like pretty bland or whatever. I like them personally, but with Dina, I mean, do you not like her because of the fact that you think she's a homewrecker, or is she like an unappealing <laughs> character overall? It's just, it's, she's just an unappealing character. It's like for me, it's just like I, 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 I can't buy into the fact that like she loves Ellie. Why? You know <laughs> why not? Like, like for because I just don't, I just don't feel like it's genuine. I just don't. <laughs> like it's it's just like their interactions for me it's just like it it just feels like they're more like more like very like flirty friends than anything and even with yeah. that moment where where Ellie is like singing to her and like they kind of have like that heart's heart moment I was like oh that's nice but like afterwards I'm just I'm just like I just don't I just don't buy it man I really don't I just don't feel the chemistry between Okay between okay so so I I'm I'm not really I'm not gonna uh, slander you or push back too much because I'm pretty, you gotta you gotta finish the game obviously and, and see you know the the totality of their relationship. Yeah, um, that's yeah. why I asked to see what the reasons were, but I'm not gonna add more because I mean, you just finished Ellie's section and I mean the game is far from over so you know. Um, I will say I will say that gameplay wise. And I guess even like story-wise too, but like without a doubt, the def- like 
some of the best moments happen in Abby's section. So I'm really excited to see what, mm. what you agree, agree. What you think about with uh, with that second half of the game. Mm, okay, okay. See, see, that, that I like to hear that because when I was playing Ellie's section, it was very, it was very much a, a, like a, re a recycle of. Of, sure. of kind of like her style of gameplay. Sure, it, it's definitely that. It, it's it's almost I don't want to say like treading, uh, you know, uh, you know, the same water or whatever. But it it definitely feels like the tried and true, you know, like you've been here, done that sort of gameplay. Um, yeah, it, it it feels very familiar, and it's not it's not like Abby's section is is you know like revolutionary or it completely like, like flips the game on its head. But what I, what I'm saying is that some some really cool. Uh, I guess, I guess the, the locations that you go to specifically, it it's like it, it really does a lot of like world building for like just like the overall lore in the world of The Last of Us, and more so like the factions and and stuff like that, and um, mm -hmm. you get some Probably of the more them. like fun weapons as Abby as well. Um, so yeah, her 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 section there's there's a lot of great stuff in in that second half of the game. Which again, okay, good. But again, is like I, I don't understand how people like. Sure, you can have your gripes with the story and whatnot, but the people who say that, oh, this is a, this is a bad game, right? That this is that it's it's a it's a horrible game or whatever. I'm like, you are factually wrong, man. The way that this game plays is absolutely fucking sublime, man. This this is like through and through this is a well-made game. Like you can't you can't say that this is like, you know, I I love Returnal, you know, but you can't say that this game is broken like Returnal was, right? Or how some of these other games release. Like for me for me at least right, this yeah. this game like this game is so well made man and whenever i hear people saying that this is a bad game i i i just cannot i i cannot like in the gameplay department this game is absolutely fucking sublime and it just feels so so fun to play like specifically um the hillcrest level as as ellie i could run through that mission like for hours man it's so fun just kind of like you know on the fly kind of deciding like okay like how do i want to like like i want to tackle this thing stealthily right like i don't want to alert anybody i don't want this to be a like a whole you know guns blazing gunfight like i just want to stay prone sneak my way through this pick off people one by one use my arrow use my knife um you know how do i get these dogs i, I love that you know you have you have all of these you know open uh houses that you can kind of step into and jump out of like seamlessly like it's it just really feels like almost hitman in in a way in a weird way or dishonored where it, it really is this intricate little you know put together playground and you really just kind of forge your own path through it to kind of decide how best to pick apart um all the people within this little playground and um yeah I, i'm like how did you feel specifically about like the the gameplay like i'm i'm curious like how how are you playing this game because like i like i'm i'm there's 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 like two ways in my mind at least like there's a bunch of videos almost like this like subculture of people who are playing this game in like a john wick style 
and there's all these like compilations on youtube that i i recommend you guys to watch because it's absolutely fucking beautiful how people are just going in here just guns blazing just blowing off limbs doing all these insane kills these these ways to kill enemies that i didn't even know you could possibly do um just like air assassinations that i didn't know about until after i finished the game um and then of course there's like the stealth way that which is primarily what i did when i was playing the game so i'm curious like how, how are you approaching the gameplay and how do you feel about it overall it depends on it depends on who i'm facing because <laughs> if i'm facing against the cordyceps uh like zombies then um i'll be a little more aggressive yeah. Just for the fact that I want to get the clickers out of the way because obviously they can kill Ellie pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like the human, the humans in this game, like the actual human AI, they're smart as fuck. Oh yeah. So I love that. I go, I go stealthy as I can until like shit pops off. Yeah. Um, so like I like, but the thing is, I you you have a great point when it comes to just like giving you like this playground because I love. Like, I, I kind of love the chase a little bit, so, like, if I pop off, like, a shotgun on one person, they're like, oh, my God, Chris is dead! And then I just run off, and then I go through, like, these little small crevices by pressing X and, and, the, and, the, and the analog stick and trying just, like, finding, like, a grass or, like, a small spot for me to hide for a little bit until, like, I want to be seen again. It's, um, it's a ton of fun. And um, I didn't really feel it click, like, as far as, like, the game, because every, cause when I went through Seattle's Days 1 and 2... It was a little slow in the sense of like every time I got like a mob of enemies, I would dish them out really quickly, and it would feel a little unsatisfying. Yeah. But once you got to uh, day three and you're actually facing against the scars, that's when it kicked off. When I was just like, oh, I have to be careful. <laughs> I actually have to be, I have to be really careful. These dudes will gang up on you, and they're, and they're really smart. And then like. On top of that, the WLF members after that got smart, got smarter, along yeah. with like the like grouping everybody and everything like that. Um, and then, oh my god, the, like you said, the Hillcrest level was just incredible. That that was I was with my fiance during, during that. She was watching. She's like, I love watching people play play games. <laughs> and it was and this was one of those games where she could like she was just watching me play because it was so intense and. Like, I was popping people's heads off and blowing people's bodies in half. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, even, um, like, yeah. yeah, you should zoom in on, like, some of the faces, too. Or even, even like, when you do, like, knife kills, like, specifically in the throat, and you can see, like, the blood squirting out as well. Like, it's it's easily, like, the most, like, visceral game that I've I've ever played, I feel like. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which, which I will mention actually, um, Vita girl, right? <laughs> that one scene. Everybody knows about that one scene. I tried shooting the Vita. You can't kill the Vita. It never dies. It never will die. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but I mean, but back to that point of like the visceral kills, real quick. It's just um, it's one of those things that like, well, gameplay wise, like you said, is absolutely sublime. It's like one of the best things about this game. It's um, it's also just like a really hard, contradictional point with the story, of this. Cause this story's about like what revenge, loss, and like um, I I guess forgiveness too, right? Depending, cause from what I remember from the ending or whatever. Yeah, that's that's. It my... just feels weird that we're obliterating these people. 
that are like we're in the middle of a firefight and and Ellie's the only reaction that Ellie's having is between like to the main characters. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing, unquote. and the thing is, you know, not to tread on too sensitive topics, but when it comes to who's getting eviscerated, right? First of all, these people are not tied at all to the true goal, which is, you know, she wants to get the revenge she wants on one specific person and the group that was surrounding her. But you're you're mowing down groups of people that you never knew, but they're still, you know, being a victim. Uh, a lot of people like to, you know, clown on the game saying that, no, the game is just... No, don't get revenge, it's bad. No, that's that's completely missing the point. Like, that's one of, like, the many things that the game explores. And if you already got spoiled on the, on the ending and all this, then you understand and that's just one big, like, one big umbrella theme which with a bunch of other uh, situations sprinkled in between that explore other topics and other themes. Not, and, e- not even that, but, like, I, I, I feel like just, like, the whole... <sighs> the revenge is bad kind of thing is just such a like surface level like dismissive like look at this game yeah like, that's not even the whole point of the game like it, it you're invalidating a much more nuanced journey of a broken woman that is seeking something that she doesn't even know if she truly wants like the way right, yeah. the way that they set it up where like people will will grasp at straws and, and any reason for to hate on this game. A lot of people will, you know, saying that oh Joel, how did Joel trust? It's like yo, when he finally came into terms of like oh, we're fine. Like the com- he got comfortable. He got comfortable. It, that's reality. Joel got comfortable. He he got that. Like who would trust people like that? He got comfortable. That's just one of the big things that people like to clown on. That he was oh it doesn't make sense that Joel would would trust these people. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but he got comfortable. It happens. It happens. And when it comes to the, the, the surface level, you know, revenge is bad, you don't have to say revenge is bad for, for you to know that revenge is bad. This is, doesn't have to be a story about that, and it's not about that. It's much more nuanced. And I can't no, talk no, about it more because yeah. you'll get spoiled because there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. No, it's, it's, like, it's, it's not even just like, like revenge is bad kind of like... Um like saying about it really it's just more of like the consequences of like the one's con- actions yeah. and 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 how how kind of death is reflected in that and, and intention because so let's be yeah, honest exactly yeah, be, be yeah. honest with me macho ellie didn't have to go that far with nora no, she didn't yeah, she, did, she, yeah. she could have just been like bam you're dead no she was like bam 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 she was enjoying that <laughs> and then she was like oh what did I do? That like that's, it, it's that psychological aspect of the game. You you see these characters suffer. You see them. You you see, and that's one of the things that Jay pointed yeah. out. How that's how that's what I was missing was. the first eight to nine hours. Where just like, yep, w- yep. Like are you are you even taking in like you're just like killing all these people? It's not like bandits. How was how was on last was one or anything like that, or. Mm-hmm. You know, it's these are actually just like people that happen to be be between you and your goal. Yep. Yep. So I was I was, like I was waiting yep. I was waiting for that moment where she, where she has like this reflective like, what the fuck am I doing? And I, I finally got that moment. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what kind of like 
motivated me a little bit more but like what really just also devotivated me a lot from even playing the first time was that a lot the what made the last of us one for me so much was that it was it was about joel and ellie like the lat like the center and the soul of the last of us was joel and ellie for me right. so to kind of yeah. like have that missing it was like it, it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth but it just let me it left me resentful because i wanted another adventure with joel and ellie yeah, sure. and, and, I and, and I think the game does does intentionally make you feel, you know, that resent and that also that hate towards Abby in the beginning to where that would be like the first, that would be your first motivating factor in the game. But then, you, you, as you see, you're going to play as Abby. So your perspective is going to, the game is going to attempt and try and change your perspective, which I think is fascinating. With me, they succeeded to the point where I could have enjoyed a whole game just with Abby, like, like straight up. Just yeah, a the, whole the, Abby things, game. the things I don't, even, I don't even have hate or anything towards X. I understand her reason. Yeah, Absolutely. you're a logical person. 100%. There's just fucking yeah. clowns on the internet that would take it to the extreme. Yeah, no, no I, I understand. It... I understand her reason completely. Completely, even like when that scene happened with Joel, like I was just mm -hmm. sad. I was like, even yeah. like, even seeing it once, twice, three times over, like the past year. Right, because Twitter and and stupid mm -hmm. fanboys. Uh, even yep. then, I'll just like this is this is probably one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen. And Ashley Johnson just like fucking killed it with her oh, performance in that. She's yep. she's a she's a whole new, new level. And Troy, they're they're both and 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 now the the you're gonna play uh, Laura's performance and see how she does. Which, to no one's surprise, it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Laura Bailey, she's just amazing. But yeah, man, uh, I'm excited to hear. I, I'm more with Ellie. You know, it was whatever to like, like, it, it, I was very 50/50 on what you like feel from it from the first section of the game because that's very much where a lot of people drop the game because they're not invested enough. Um, but I'm excited to hear what you think about now Abby's uh, journey. Yeah, For I'm sure. really hoping it kind of flips just because yeah, the first like eight hours, I'll just like, man, I could I could just like leave where I am with this game and like I'll come back to in a couple months kind of thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, I, but after finishing day three of Seattle with Ellie I'll just like okay I, now I have a little bit more motivation to actually see where this is going to keep going and possibly see things I didn't see before and feel things I didn't feel before because of the, of the leaks and all that stuff so and, um, and yeah. a question Macho and, and to Jay as well because and again me i don't have this perspective but it's a perspective i've seen i saw a lot during the last of us 2 launch um a lot of people considered in last of us one joel to be a hero did mm -hmm. y'all see him in that no. light no okay if people did then, then they're they're wrong <laughs> like no no right no. An, an iconic video game character 100 percent a hero not the slightest correct and that's where i think the the they got their meanings mixed up because a lot of people assume icon oh hero therefore hero i don't think in any way shape or form in any moment was he a hero? Was he compassionate? Was he empathetic? And a lot of times, yes. Up until the end, where he was like, I am empathetic. Just not to these hundreds and hundreds of fireflies that I'm about to extinguish. And it's like, I don't... I get the sentiment in Last of Us 2 of, of you feeling for Ellie, but you being upset because this didn't have a reason. This this After they mention the reason, it's like, oh, 
makes complete sense. It may, the whole game makes sense. That the game makes sense. It, it's just bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with people extreme. when they said that he went out like went out like a bitch or anything. Like I, I completely no, disagree not with at that. all. This yeah, man, when he got I, when he got strapped up and then he was like, just just say the speech you rehearsed or whatever and get this over with. Yeah, like, like inside inside in my feely feels, I was like, damn, Joel, <laughs> that's a hard boy. It's hard. He's hard, man. And, and and you know, and I mentioned comfortable, but when I say he got comfortable, it's realistically, I'm like getting in the mindset of, you haven't seen danger in so long. You're gonna, and you're like facing your own issues. I feel like after what 20, 30 years of just not of like mayhem, and you finally get a sense of peace, a, a little sense of peace. You, he just got a little com. It didn't get. He he wasn't. He get, gonna go out like a bitch. He just got a little bit comfortable beforehand, and then he was like, oh fuck, like, like who? Just just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just. I don't give a shit. What are you gonna say? Yeah, give me that golf club. I'll do it myself. Like, jeez, man, it, it's 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 insane, man. Um, but y'all touched on. Uh, let me tell you, Jay, you 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 put it beautifully. Everything you said, perfectly said, beautifully said. And I'm 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 excited that Macho is gonna give it the chance that it deserves, and he didn't drop it, and that something hooked him, and it was the emotions, it was the the characters, the story. And hopefully he develops some sort of respect for Dina. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> some respect. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because she, she could have stayed, but she's here with Ellie. She's here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. That's, she, that's that, number one. That's yeah. the number one reason right there. Yeah, Macho, like, oh, I don't buy it. No, she left the settlement. She left safety to be with her. Easily, if I was, man, if I was, man, if man, I was, man, what else is she gonna do? If I if stay, stay, and, <laughs> if she didn't care. Yeah, if I was Dina, I'd be like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay man. with this. There's food, no, that, that's, there's water. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. What else is she gonna do with the settlement? Just chill. Like, yeah, come yeah. On. why not? Why not? It's a full. Well, what are you gonna do in a, in a yeah, in a cordyceps she, infested world with could, freaking? Yeah, she, she can what? She watch can watch movies, man. She's got a lot to do there. No, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, I'm just not a fan of her, man. I just, I, I just uh, don't it, man. I but, 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 what about her performance? Do you like it or not? Is it because she's Jewish? Is that why? <laughs> I did, I did, I did catch that dialogue too. I did, uh, and <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna never mind. Um, it's, 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 it's it's uh, it's not because he's Jewish. No, it's not because he's Jewish. <laughs> it's, right, I don't know. It's it's like the dialogue between her and Ellie. I just I, like it's it's not as it's not as enticing or like it's not as I don't know. Like I I, I, just, I, I, I it's the chemistry between the two. I don't really like see. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. Mm-hmm. I will I will say though that it's like it's really interesting, and I know we've been on this topic for a minute, but it's really interesting that. Um, just seeing like I, I feel like some of the best or i don't want to say the best but at least some of the most interesting like pieces of like medium or art is the ones that don't have like a definitive like like opinion about them so like even though i love god of war like i'll, I'll admit it is a little bit boring sometimes to be like oh it's just universally loved you know what i mean so i i feel like right, yeah. some of the most interesting things are the ones that are so divisive right because like for this game like it's like everyone is is kind of like on this wide spectrum of how they feel and it's really cool to see you know macho like
like how you feel about Dina, for instance, is completely different from how me and Walt feel about her, for uh, for example. Um, like everyone, everyone has their own sort of takeaway from this game, um, and I don't know. I think that's that's not a lot of you know, uh, pe like you know, pieces of art or whatever can can really do that, right? Um, and I think that's really interesting. Like for me, uh, this game more than anything else is a, a story about empathy and kind of where you draw that line of like when can you after like after someone does something you know so unforgivable and crosses a line um at what point can you you know forgive them even though you know they've you know crossed that line you know um yeah i don't know it's right, it's, yeah, it's yeah. um I don't know, uh, and and again, just seeing how other people or what other people kind of take away from this game um, is really interesting. Yeah, I think it was just it was just kind of like trend like what it would need to do for me at least in like the last part of Abby to like transcend like kind of like my grand scope of those themes that you're talking about is reflecting it in gameplay. Yeah, like what you choose to do matters, right? What not just what the story is is directing you towards um if it can accomplish that and from what i'm playing then like yeah it's gonna it's gonna put it like on that level like one of my favorite games of all time but if it's something just like it's very like there's a story and then there's what you do and it's the gameplay and the gameplay doesn't really have much reflection on the story then for me it's just gonna be like okay okay it's it was good you know yeah i think i think you'll like the second half more than the first yeah hopefully, uh, hopefully i'll play it this week we'll see we'll see how it goes but yeah Cool, cool. Um, Hell yeah, man! All right, man. Uh, so, have you you haven't played more any more anything else? Just uh, those two? <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> we we talked about this for a long time. Yeah, as I figured. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> come on, man. What what you been playing, man? Oh, uh, honestly, uh, I'm glad we took as long as we did because honestly, I haven't played. I, I play a lot of Dark Souls. We talked about that. Uh, had a blast. Um, and I'm playing Returnal. Uh, last biome. Um, I haven't beaten it because it's hard. <laughs> I'm taking my time. I tried twice this week and didn't go well. So today I am trying again. Aside from you, that, man, that, that, that last biome is, is a bitch, man. Uh, this last biome, it, it, the, the whole underwater, you know, slow fall, it, it's fucking with me. It's fucking with me. Um, now when it comes to new games, there's a new game I purchased, which I haven't gotten deep into it. I literally just started and I haven't touched it since I told Macho about it because I've. this was my last week of, of summer classes um, starting fall semester soon. Um, but I bought Chrono Trigger on the PS Vita. And this is a game that I forever and ever I always heard how people praise the hell out of it, calling it probably some the best game of all time, some the best JRPG of all time, some the, one of the best stories ever told. And I finally got around to buying it on the beautiful console that is the Vita. And after I'm done with the Returnal, hopefully this weekend, that's where I'm going to be sinking my teeth in. Uh, that and in terms of upcoming games that I have that I will be playing... Next game on the list after Returnal, you know, Chrono Trigger will be the one where I jump in every now and then because it is a long game. It's a JRPG, you know, nonetheless. Uh, next game on my list will be Catherine Fullbody. Never Ooh, played Catherine. Nice. Yeah, never played Catherine in my life. Uh, this will be my first experience with, uh, with it. 
and I'll be playing it here on a PS on my PS5 uh, and see which Catherine is the best Catherine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you but, already yeah. know, man. You already know. I already know. Just from knowing <laughs> some aspects of them, I'm pretty sure of who I'm gonna go with. But uh, maybe I did, the I, did, the... I, I did the first time. I did it again the second time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, uh, I've seen glimpses of the different endings you can get. Uh, I don't know how to get them. I'm gonna play it just as I would normally do, and depending on what I get, I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all know how satisfied I was. But I think I feel like this is a game that I'll give the Persona treatment. I'll play a lot because I see there's a lot of options. <laughs> there's a lot of options of for different ways that it can go in the story. Yeah, it's but yeah, fun, man. you're gonna have a good time with that, that one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I. Uh, uh, that's that's pretty much all I have done this last week and what I'll be doing. Chrono Trigger and Catherine. The two C's. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, um, Alright, man. Let's, uh, let's get into some of these topics. So, um, you know what? Let's, let's just uh, start with um, this one first because I feel like this might be the longest. I don't know. Um, so... Yesterday, I, I, I went to you guys, and I was like, I gave you guys some homework. I was like, I want you guys to put together a list of your top 10 PlayStation exclusives. And this kind of originated from seeing uh, IGN post a video uh, with a, a similar sort of uh, title saying the top 10 PlayStation exclusives. So that gave me the idea. Okay, cool. That'd be something uh, that we could definitely do. Um but I wanted to, I wanted to kind of save that idea for for a podcast that we didn't have a lot of topics. So hey, this is the per- this is the perfect one, man. Um, so yeah, man, we're this is gonna be strictly. I think we we agreed strictly on first party, right? Um, yeah. So okay. so this would exclude you know exclusives like Final Fantasy, Bloodborne, unfortunately. Even though Sadly. that that one's weird because like it kind of is first party because you know japan studio helped with it but i don't know I'm not we're not right. we're not counting it we're not counting the thing it. is uh, just i'm gonna i'm gonna make a disclaimer right now there's like maybe two spots on my list that are first party but that's only because there are only so many games that i actually connected with throughout my years of playing playstation my first playstation was the playstation 3 um and there aren't that many first party like that it I feel worthy of a top ten. <laughs> At least that's just me. Okay. Yeah. I think the, the, so. Also, these this top ten is kind of just like obviously our, our own personal opinion. There's no like these correct, are the correct. greatest games on PlayStation that you can like. No, this is like this is correct. our favorite top ten from first which party is, PlayStation which games. Which is why some of them are games that although they weren't first party, uh, they were only playable on PlayStation and are only playable on PlayStation consoles. Cool. Okay, so yours, yours, yours might be a little different because I chose yeah. just only first-party PlayStation games. Yeah, I correct. But y'all, y'all talk a lot about like games that I've never in my life touched, so that makes sense. That are first-party. Okay. Um, but okay. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe on the way, I, I remember something that clicks because I had to really do homework because there's a lot of games I did not remember, and I was like, oh wait, I did enjoy that. <laughs> but yeah, oh, cool. Let's get it, let's get into it. Cool. Uh, anyone want to go first? Yo, so I was proposing. I will propose this. How about if we we could do it two ways? One, one person does all top ten, and the other one does top ten. Or 
we can go 10 10 10 9 9 9 and so on and so forth yeah i was, I was gonna suggest we do that too possibly you think yeah. that would take longer though i don't know uh not sure. what we talk about it uh we just say a few things that we like about the game and that's it all right we can try that yeah, um, so okay. we I'll, 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 our number 10s, our number 9s, and Sure. Such. All right, I'll kick it off. Okay. Um, all, right. all right, so my number 10 is uh, Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, I'm not, like, it's funny because it's number 10, so it's, like, it's, like, pretty, like, it, it, it made it onto the list, but, like, I'm still, like, not, you know, like, I'm not, like, wild about it, but uh, it is, it is like, the de facto, like, Spider-Man game for me. Um... You know, even though even though I'll, I'll sing the praises of Web of Shadows all day every day, but um, <laughs> but uh, oh man, Web of Shadows is awesome, dude. Right? It's so dope. That's a damn good game, man. It does it really not was. it does not deserve that like sixty eight it has on Metacritic, man. Absolutely uh, not. No, it had the, had the, had the best like commercial on TV too. The simulator just taking over New York City and shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember that TV commercial. It was awesome. It's a great game, man. They have Mary Jane with a shotgun too. Come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that? Um, oh man. Uh, yeah. So obviously, swinging uh, combat was fun. Um, I really enjoyed the story. Uh, the suits was you, you know all Spider-Man games have to have a great selection of suits, and this one definitely did. Um, I loved 100%, Yuri yeah. Yuri Lomifall, Man, he is probably like. I love me some Tobey Maguire, right? Like I grew up with that Spider-Man. Um, I think Yuri might, for me, might have surpassed him as like my favorite Spider-Man. Like Yuri, Yuri plays a damn good Spider-Man, and Peter Parker. What's your what's your worst Spider-Man in your opinion? Um, I would have to get back to you on that. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm on it. Not 100 percent sure. Um. Because, you know, there's there's obviously a lot. There's the animated series. There's, like, the Spectacular, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Ultimate. Um, there's a couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, although, it might be it might be Drake Bell. <laughs> it might be Drake Bell's Spider-Man. Cause, cause the, <laughs> you know, he, he might have he earned a spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed the game. Um like I said, the story, uh, and, and, you know, for me, not being, like, super well-versed in, into, like, the Spider-Man universe, like, I only know, like, surface-level stuff, um, getting introduced to, to, you know, characters that I didn't know about, like, Silver Sable was, uh, really, really cool, and Tombstone, for instance, and Taskmaster, um, and yeah, Doc uh, of course I knew him, come on, man. No, no, but like, but like, I, but like, his like, he was like one part of the game. I just did not. I like, obviously, I know who Doc Ock is because I love Spider-Man. But like, I did not expect like his event to happen in this game. Like, uh, it was, yeah. Like, like his like bringing up like his origin essentially. That was epic. Yeah. Pretty nice. So um, cool. And of course, the the final fight against uh, Doc Ock on the on the towers. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Legendary. And then that, 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 was, that was that was Sam Raimi epic like fight right there. Yeah. And then <laughs> that last conversation that they um that they oh. had together. Yuri, yeah, that oh. that solidified to me that Yuri is like the best Spider Man. Um mm. but yeah, that's my number ten. Agree more. What about you guys? Nice man. Uh go ahead, Macho. 
So my number ten, and remember, this is all based on your own personal enjoyment and my personal top yep. ten. Uh, my number ten is Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. 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 I have that one set up as number ten, as having recently played it and seeing all the good, great, and bads of it. Um, it's it's one of those games where just I didn't expect to love as much. Where Gorilla was saying they're doing open world RPG or open world um, action game and and the way it looked and the previous presented I wasn't completely sold on it but I decided to get it anyway just to check it out and I just completely fell in love with this world the fact that you're facing its mech dinosaurs is awesome and it never ceases to amaze me just like the amount of like gameplay ways you can go about like tackling and hunting these these mech dinosaurs and taking them down just the gameplay loop for me is just it feels it always feels fresh despite you know even if you're tackling it the different same way or what what case or another and um surprisingly enough too the game's lore and and how it all unveils unto you and like how this world came to be and where it's going is surprisingly inventive and awesome. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough to people. You feel like they think it's slow for the first couple of hours, which yeah, it could be. It, it's definitely like a slow buildup, but the payoff is in, is incredible and it's worth it. And the gameplay itself is just a ton of fun. I, I never get tired of, of playing the game. So number ten for Rings are done. Nice, nice. What about you, Walt? My number 10, and I gotta remind people, yes, this is personal enjoyment. Um, my number 10 is Detroit Become Human. And listen, the reason this game is up here, on top 10, it's because this is still one of those narrative experiences that I will, whenever I'm like faced with like a topic or a theme like in life that I just think about, I think I think about how that was applied in Detroit Become Human, you know, and and on a lot of and in a lot of mediums, I think about whenever you, you're faced with what it means to be a human, not only in Android form but in human form. Like, what what does humanity mean? You know, the way they tackled it, the 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 characters, the the obviously visuals, and on PS5, that's <laughs> woo. Uh, the game looks beautiful. The the performances for me, they were. Phenomenal! Uh, everyone, Clancy Brown, Brian Deckard, uh, Jesse Willens, everyone. Like, I loved the entire story. Obviously, it had its up and downs, like any game. Reason why it's number ten, because it has those little moments where I I wanted to just stop playing because it was getting way, way too cheesy. It's just like any Quantic Dream game, it has those moments. Um, but all in all. I think that for me, so far, and PS, PlayStation in regards to PlayStation, it's still one of my, my all-time favorite games, uh, narrative-wise. Um, and the, the fact that you, you're encouraged to replay and see every other branching path and this little grid map you get in the main menu. I, I just needed to fill that in. So I kept playing it and playing it and, and unlocking different routes. And I, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, and the different themes that explored. Oh, yeah, that's I definitely my... gotta play that with the fiance for sure. Dude, oh you, you do, you really do. If you like Walking Dead, like that whole, you know, taking this, making decisions on the fly, what's the best? You, you and your fiance are gonna be questioning some things like in the game, not maybe from each other. I don't know you well, 
Uh, you too well. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, but but when it comes to no, not not him, but like you two, the, your dynamic. I read the yeah. uh, you know I know how you work with games, whether you know play it takes two, Animal Crossing, all these games. But I don't know how deep you both will go into it. Uh, but definitely give it a try. It's a phenomenal game. I don't know how y'all feel about Quantic Dream, uh, Qu- Quantic Dream games in general. Quantic you know, Dream, I, yeah, exactly. Quantic Dream. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I personally enjoyed Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, about same. You two. yeah same, same. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that's my number ten so far. Nice. Uh, my number nine is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's we've already talked about this game like extensively before, but um, all that I'll I'll add is that uh recently I've been I've been listening to uh the soundtrack just randomly, and uh, I I forgot how how awesome this this soundtrack is, man. It's actually making me like really like want to replay it. So I'm I, I'm actually I'm I'm lo- I'm looking at that that uh director's cut now. Um, which I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't think I would be, but um, that soundtrack is fucking awesome. Uh, that Jin Sakai's theme is is absolutely iconic, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely recommend listening to that soundtrack. It doesn't get enough respect, man, or enough love, but it's it's really damn good. Honestly. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my number nine. That's 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 the kind of game I see myself buying the vinyl for. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. It'd be pretty nice. It'd be a nice design. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> um, what about you, Matra? What's your number nine? My number nine is Crash Team Racing. Ooh. While I understand that Crash, the Crash series now with Activision and that that IP is kind of with them, it originated on PlayStation, and that's what I have the most fond memories of playing yeah. that with my cousins after we got out of the pool and just jumping on Crash Team Racing, and I'm always picking Crash or um or um the polar bear. Um, maybe maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Coco if I if I just want to make my cousins mad or whatever getting beat up by a girl, <laughs> but but it's it that game is just a ton of fun and I'm so glad it kind of got revitalized with its like kind of like remaster or remake I guess yeah I guess it's sort of like a remake, but the original one was just like it was it just oozed with like character and everything that crash was about and more just in a cart form and for me it would always and just uh forever be over uh be over uh mario kart absolutely 100 percent. crash team racing over mario kart every day all day so number nine crash team racing for me hell yeah man well well my number nine is oh it's that way no don't close there we go my number nine is <laughs> God of War 3. Um, when I was thinking about all the God of Wars, because there's a lot of them, um, I thought about one of the my the best experiences I've had on a PS3. It being my first PlayStation console. And to this day, I think, as much as I love the new God of War, uh, which, mind you, it, it, it may be in this list, I don't know. Uh, but as much as I love the new God of War... With the old formula, none did it as best than God of War 3. And, and the, the way that they set up those boss fights, because that's essentially, that game was puzzles and a boss gauntlet. Just, it was, it was amazing. It was 
it's the good kind of gory. It goes borderline to like, wait, is this okay? Like it's, it's phenomenal. It, it so much fun. It's so brutal. It, it it drew that testosterone from me back then. It was like the yeah, <laughs> like this is it. This is gonna make you a man. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing gods. <laughs> You're going down. And like that last scene where you you keep pressing the R3 and L3s. And you keep bashing Sue's head in. And you're like, do I stop or do I keep pressing? I legitimately, like, just for 10 straight minutes, I was like, okay, some anytime now a cutscene will cut. And the whole screen was just red. And I'm like, this is insane. What is going on? I just heard the Are you in the, you're in the, the fight against Hercules, too? Dude, oh my god. Yeah. When you grab that plate and you smash it on the... Oh, dude. Every every brutal. single moment, brutal. that game had no moment where I was like, ugh, I'm bored. The whole game was a non-stop, like, just going down on a roller coaster not in terms of quality in terms of adrenaline just a non-stop like oh it was like getting on the hulk ride when you like blast like all the way up and then go down it felt like that blast like forever <laughs> um but yeah man uh, that's my number nine nice nice um yes, okay number nine my number eight is uh ratchet and clank up your arsenal man um love that name yeah all, all their names, all their names, I like that. Um, yeah, so uh, this is probably like I don't know this 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 ratchet is like I know it's a lot of people's favorite. Um, I don't know I I I do love it, but there's also like it, it's not my favorite ratchet for many reasons, but it's still like a damn good ratchet game. Um, and this is probably like i go back and forth between if this one or uh going commando is the funniest in the series but this one is still like no slouch um the weapon selection is also really really good in this one um it's probably my favorite story in in the series and i know that might be blasphemy because there's a crack in time and people really love that story but this one is also like really really good um but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I gotta say about it. It's it's a uh, it's definitely like peak ratchet. Um, when I when I kind of look back on the series as a whole, it's definitely like probably top two, top three in the entire franchise. Um, so yeah, that's my number eight. Nice. What's nice. Your, uh, cool. What's your number eight? So my number eight is Journey. Fascinating. Journey is just, I came to it super late, and I was just looking for something different, and um, so I decided just to take the plunge of Journey, why not, because it's actually a pretty cheap indie title, pretty sure I got it on sale, and um, I was I was kind of just enjoying like the art and the music of it for the first couple of hours, and uh, other than that, I was just like, okay, this is pretty cool, I can kind of see what people will like, but I didn't really understand the praise about it. Until I got about maybe the third or fourth hour into it, and then some random online player that I had, I had no idea who or what, no voice chat, no nothing, just decided to go on this on the journey with me, pun intended. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and he or she stuck with me until up until like the very like up until like I would say like the part where. You got into like the snowstorm, right at the end of it, 
and like I don't know, just something like it, it just got an emotional response from me at this person that like I had no idea who it was or what was really going on, or really kind of like how to properly play this game, and for them to kind of like go just to go with me like through the entire time and to finally like kind of bow out at like near the end of it was just uh, I felt like it like kind of spoke to what the game was about and kind of like, that whole experience and the ending is just something I will never forget um it left such a big impression on me that like I went back to like the PlayStation uh podcast a blog PlayStation blog podcast and listened to when Shu was talking about the game and how like it journeys made people feel so uh, uh like it helped them through like the kind of like the toughest times in their lives so it yeah i, I had to give it a journey that game is just the, I, I, even after all these years i still think about that one moment and just like kind of my experience with that game nice man well cool. my it, my number eight was mentioned earlier by jay uh, my number eight was Go- it's ghost of tsushima and although I haven't a hundred percent completed this game. I ca- I already consider it in my top ten, and it's because of all the its separate parts how it makes a whole like phenomenal experience, and that includes the music, the setting, the visuals, the environment, the the characters, uh, and and. The diversity in gameplay and how you can tackle, you know, both as an assassin or a samurai, um, just overall fantastic game. Uh, and 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 so pretty much covered it. You know, it, a big part of that game is the soundtrack. And honestly, it some I would I would sometimes just ride the, my horse and like through the landscape and just listen, and just just listen, like just like Persona where I would pause it and just listen to the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, that would be my number eight. Uh, phenomenal game through and through. How about you, Soul? You're number seven. Um, my number seven is uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, this, Which version? Uh, the remake. That was my first time playing the game. And um, I, I adore it for the simple fact of just like how unorthodox it is, right? It's, it's purely a boss run um and i don't know like i i at least in in this uh, this sort of scale i've never played anything like that um i just love how sort of like scale sure (laughs) uh i've never i never played anything like um or i guess i should say i i just really like how minimalistic it is right like there's there's no hud there's no sort of like uh waypoint telling you where to go like everything feels organic and like natural like within the actual uh game itself um there's no necessarily any any signs pointing you right where, where you need to go or like uh hints coming up uh words telling you hey do this do that next um it's it's really just you in the game and kind of figuring it out yourself and um i really i really like that you know specifically even with the with the bosses right you kind of have to figure that out on your own um and i feel like in this kind of era like that's really hard to find um yeah this this and then of course the the sort of the growing realization of okay we are clearly like like you you get that uneasy feeling right from the start right that you're kind of in a place that you shouldn't be um 
you know, that you're, you're probably not supposed to be doing this. And then of course, of course, come towards the end of the game and that I, I was just absolutely floored by how that game ends. Yeah. I've, I've like never seen anything like that in the game, man. Um, and the fact that there, that th this was happening in like 2005 or whenever the game came out, right? Like it's no wonder why this is like held up as like one of like the iconic games. Um, and yeah, it's 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 definitely like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, yeah, the music is incredible in that game, man. Regret. Oh, yeah, it's it's sure. regret the game. It, it's it should be called just Shadow of Regret because after you beat the game, you're like, oh, well, fuck, I did all that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't deserve it. <laughs> no, I'm the bad guy. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. No. Um. But yeah, that's uh. Oh, that's my number seven. What's your number seven, Macho? My number seven goes uh, to God of War three. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head. Well, with just like there's like a nonstop adrenaline fuel to it, and God while God of War three wasn't my introduction to the series, it's mm. it kind of revitalized the series for me. Um, not not the sense that you know it was waning anyway. It was just the fact that it's right. you know when you're kind of like when you're, it. <laughs> yeah when you're well, when you're a gamer you don't you know and you're you're a young gamer you don't work you know you don't really look for games like that unless you're going to blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I like a reading a, reading a game informer magazine and reading like God of War three getting a ten out of a ten. Right, like I never seen that in a game before magazine at that time for me. So to read that, to kind of read up on this game and like the, on the review in that in that magazine and be like, and them saying like this is like the pinnacle of like action games. Like it's incredibly fun. And on top of that, I'm seeing like a playthrough of it too, on uh, obviously on YouTube, and just seeing how much fun this this YouTuber is having with it, and like that just made me go and buy it. Like I just I had to play it, and I did not put it down. Like at, like at, oh, as soon as I just put it in, I just like I just kept playing until I had to put it down, which is when I went to my cousin's house. But even then, I brought my PS3 and we played some more, and then, <laughs> um, just ripping up like centaurs and like everything. Like it was just so much fun just to kind of like see like all the like the oh shit moments, like you know with the, the boss fight. Dude, the Chronos yes. fight. That's still oh such a legendary God. fight. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. It really is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the music too. It's just oh man. It's like God of War three just for me is the one like the most fun games ever. And like you said it too. Well, the best you said. Uh, when there's like a boss gauntlet. Yeah. And, and, and boss gauntlet. And it's like it's like, and, it like but 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 to that degree though, like it lives up to like the hype of like what one and two built and just completely absolutely. just drives it home. Absolutely. And I think that you know I didn't mention this, but that with this this new God of War, you know essentially storyline that they're doing with uh, more you know Norse mythology I don't feel uh, God of War built up to Zeus right you were every time it was like Zeus like he's behind it like everything everything would point to Zeus and you, in your mind is like will I ever get to fight him and in God of War 3 you're just it builds up and builds up and builds up and then you finally get to fight him and it's the most rewarding thing ever and it's epic and then Athena shows up and fucking fucker I feel like with this new storyline I'm not anticipating a fight against, like, Odin. But a part of me is like, that's the pinnacle. But I don't know if that's the pinnacle. Because now I feel like games have become so so nuanced. And, and I don't know what to expect from Corey. That, like, maybe Odin is not the end game. Maybe 
Freya looks for a way to truly like like she the the promise she made of of raining every like you know agony and despair upon Kratos maybe that's what it's gonna be maybe it's against Freya I don't know like and is it gonna be Kratos you know because according to the game is I don't know man it's just so much but yeah the the the, the Odin level threat with Zeus that was what kept me going like throughout that whole game I'm like I'm gonna kick I'm gonna I'm gonna get there I'm gonna beat his ass I'm gonna get there and it was just boss after boss it's so good and now that we're talking about you know that number seven uh which question sidetrack you did play ascension go to ghost of sparta right or not have you not played those i didn't play ascension no but i did gotcha. play ghost of sparta yeah. got it did you enjoy it yeah yeah it was nice. i like i liked majority of the god of war games really gotcha. i just the one i just didn't play was ascension uh really so got it got it well uh, my number seven is Horizon Zero Dawn, and this one is up here for this. Essentially, you know, uh, Macho mentioned how you know he played through all the good, the bad, and the ugly of this game, and I didn't play it fairly recently. I played it when it came out, like a year or, or a few months after. Um, for me, the the big, the highlight of this game continues to be the story um, and Aloy. Uh, the the whole the relationship that it was so apparent between her. And forgot her name, but her, you know, a biological DNA. I don't. I forgot how they created babies in that world. It was such a bizarre process. Um, the whole relationship <laughs> between her and the and the past characters and the doctor and and I really like the idea behind you know Gaia and Hades and all these mechanisms that and how they worked and how the the world was shaped and how it's it went back to primal times, but it's still technological and that that. I continue to praise that that nice mixture of old versus new, and they really nailed it for me. You know, it it's ironic that the one thing that is new, it represents what is old for us, and it's just encased in nature, and and humanity goes back to its primal and and more tribe forward uh, attitudes, and continue to kill each other for resources and power, because to no surprise, that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, that pretty you know, uh, I can't really praise other parts of it because I do think that Horizon Zero Dawn did lack in a few things that other games like Ghost of Tsushima didn't. And mind you, I didn't put this disclaimer forward five from five to ten, these are mixed, they can go up and down. Four through one, those are like uh, that's my order of them. Um, just to let that be known. Because uh, I can easily flip through these last six, uh, up, uh, you know, uh, last uh, seven up and down. But yeah, uh, that's my number seven. Uh, Soul, your number six. Um, let's see. Um, okay. This, okay, number six is I am going to have. You know what? Yeah, let's go with Jack too. Um, okay. you know what? Flip flopped on this one. You know what? I was I was gonna say Uncharted two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that out because I feel like that's like not the generic one, but like I I, I feel like I I feel pretty safe in my assumption that someone is gonna say Uncharted, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it out. Nah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jay, 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 do you read minds, Jay? 
that is okay. my number six. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay, okay. So I'm I'm gonna leave it out. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have Jack two instead. Um. Okay. Okay. Jack two is one of the hardest games I've ever played, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is it's also a ton of fun, man. There's a lot of uh, variety. Uh, not all of it good, some of it bad, but there is a lot of variety in terms of like gameplay and what you're doing with you know the mini games and um, platforming and of course the combat. Uh, this was definitely uh, almost kind of feels like the industry at the same time was seeing what GTA was doing and kind of wanted to do a little bit of that as well. So this is definitely Jack uh, Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, but with a more GTA approach to it. So <laughs> you can fucking punch civilians, uh, hijack their vehicles, run them over with it. Obviously, there's there's a heavy emphasis on guns this time around. Um, it's a really, really long game as well. Uh, and I really like exploring Haven City. It's, it's very distinct. It, like, all of its districts feel different from one another, whether you're going from the more industrial area to the kind of uh, slums that are like almost like walkways that are like atop uh uh like weird like bridges over this giant lake or whatever um yeah it, and of course the characters that you meet uh ashlyn specifically she's she's great uh she she yeah. awake she awakened my my love for ladies with long ears uh <laughs> <laughs> all right okay just, just licking his lips <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah man oh man. uh and face and face tattoos you know she's responsible for that um Jeez. but um yeah man it's it's a it's a really fun game um but yeah that's mine that's my number six I have not finished it, and I, I don't know if I plan on to, because that game is hard as balls. Yeah, it's a hard game. Um, uh, okay, so my number yeah. oh, is that your you all set? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, my number six is uh, an oldie but a goodie, Spyro 3, Year of the Dragon. Oh. Spyro 3 is, uh, it's it's a, it's kind of like the Crash series, where like I, I didn't really play 1 and 2 as much, where but 3, I play religiously with... Uh, either it's my aunt or my cousins back then we're all just group around the TV and Spyro 3 was one of those where just like the bits and the sounds and kind of just like the weird nature of the Spyro series and, and kind of what it envelops it's like it's 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 it, it just absolutely has a characteristic of like 90s video games that just doesn't get old and it's so perfectly replicated too in the remasters that were released a couple of years ago that just have the same catcher feeling but but at the same time like it doesn't have nostalgia because obviously it's kind of like it has a brand new coat of paint but that that first one on ps1 just absolutely hit home for me where i'm just getting involved in like all like the like the 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 the, the weird adventure of it all and just the cool characters and everything else but uh yeah that's a spiral through year of the dragon it's a uh, again oldie but, oldie but a goodie so i can't recommend it enough for for anybody <laughs> Okay. Nice. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, my number six is Uncharted 2. And to your point, I do agree. While I was putting it last night, I was like, hmm, but it's true. Like, in my mind, I'm like, but I did. This was my first Uncharted. And, you know, typically your first game of a franchise usually is, like, your favorite one for me. Like, Final Fantasy is 10 for me. But Uncharted 2... I believe even objectively for me, it's like 
not you know for others, but for me, it very much feels like the best Uncharted, not because it's better than the other ones, but in what, how it does everything and the characters and the pacing and and how it feels like a nonstop action movie with also an engaging plot and like an actual like 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 characters that I actually cared for. This is the first time we do meet Chloe, and to be frank, she is one of my the highlights of that game, and probably one of the reasons why I put this game up here. Because Chloe oh, Fraser, still, 100%. hey yo, Chloe Fraser up to this moment, bro, bro, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I was this close to pulling Lost Legacy instead of Uncharted 2, but because, be, and and listen, it's the fact that not only is she, you know, but. She is a very interesting character in my eyes. She the the whole mystery behind her, like what were her intentions? What did she mean what she said? No, she should play, she's just playing me. But no, but does she care? She betrays you, but is she like the 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 back and forth? It felt very like whenever you see a, a Bond movie and you always see like whether that be female or male character and you're like, are they betraying me? The will <laughs> they won't they? Hmm, the mystery is surrounding this character and she was just the 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 wit, the the humor she was a, a beautiful character, of through and through, inside and outside. So for me, she very much elevated the experience of that game because of the interactions that Nathan and her had, the dipshit that hired them, uh, their quote-unquote best friend, I forgot his name. He, I hated him. Um, but he This was confirms character. to me that Walt likes to chase. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the... The and that's one thing the the action sequences the you know the set pieces they there's to this moment and to this time they're still very much they hold one up. of the best set pieces in any Uncharted games you know they hold up man they still the, they're still really really good and blood pumping absolutely man the you and the game starts up like that you're hang you're on the on a on a train that's about to fall and you have to. Be quick, boy! You're gonna die. Get up that train. Get up. Come on, start climbing. That whole it, it already sets up what the game is about to be. Just a non-stop, you know, nail biter, a, a pump, blood pumping uh, action game with an actually like good storyline and great yeah, characters. Man. Yeah, but, the, uh, yeah. The multi. I, I mentioned too, real quick, that the multiplayer for that game is incredible as well. Oh, absolutely. I played for hours. I played for Dude, hours, man. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, that that is one of my most recent experiences in a multiplayer game. Like I like. That's not Call of Duty, because Black Ops 1, obviously, that, that was mostly multiplayer. But this is one of the first games that I actually delved into the multiplayer of. Uh, and it was non-stop fun. Non-stop fun. Something that Uncharted 4, although it was very much polished, it didn't grab me as much as this multiplayer did. Uh, I don't know, maybe nostalgia plays a big factor. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my number 6, man. Uh, what's your number 5, Jay? Um... Okay, I'm trying to trying to see something really quick. Okay. Again, again yeah. down to the weeds here. Yeah. yeah, now from here up up uh there was no way some of these were not gonna be here, so at this point I'm like it's just games that you can only play on PlayStation. Like first party at this point it, it out the window. <laughs> for me at least. <laughs> okay. Because um, there's just no way. There's no way for me. Like I was, I was, for for number five, I had I had a couple things that I was gonna put on here. So I had Killzone two and Infamous two that I was thinking about putting on here, but 
ultimately <laughs> another ratchet game <laughs> i went with uh ratchet ratchet <laughs> ratchet and clank going commando uh that's to me that's like the definitive uh ratchet game uh like i said earlier like uh i think up your arsenal is like i, I go back and forth between which one's the funniest but like going commando and up your arsenal is interchangeable for me um mm. this is the first time you meet another lombax which was a really really big uh you know part in in the story even though she was forgotten <laughs> by insomniac <laughs> insomniac did her dirty for whatever reason uh you know she she was a really cool character it was really nice seeing uh this was this was like edgy ratchet back in the day so it was really nice seeing him get all flustered whenever she she would come on screen and whatever and um i'll, I'll still remember um and this was also back when the ratchet games were really heavy on consumerism and just playing with that idea of how like big ceos and companies extort um employees and um you know take advantage of of you know consumers and whatnot just how they played with that was always really really funny um i'll i'll never i'll never forget uh there was this one scene um ratchet and clank were like on some ship or whatever and they get this incoming message from the uh, i think her name is ashlyn cross the the other lombax and um she she's talking to them and uh i think it was like a surprise message and, and ratchet's like taken taken you know by surprise by it. he's like oh uh hey ashlyn and uh they're talking they're, <laughs> they're, they're talking they're talking for a little bit and um clank just just like fully exposes him he's like uh oh ashlyn yeah uh, uh, ratchet was calling you something else earlier and, 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 and ashlyn and ashlyn's like she's like oh really and ratchet ratchet just kind of like puts his hand on his hips and just like looks at clank he's like he's like come on man <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like it's just like little little things like that um and uh Oh, actually, this kind of reminds me of this other this other line in Ratchet Three. There's there's this whole weird subplot of um, what's his name of Captain Cork. He like kind of like loses his mind and like becomes like a monkey, like a monkey man. And he like lives in the in the he like he like lives in the jungle and like it, like befriends this this monkey. This, this remember when I told you guys what? about that about that one that one moment where he's like talking to the monkey. He's like, uh, how was I supposed to know uh, she was yeah. your sister? <laughs> it was mating season or, or whatever. <laughs> there's there's another there's another moment in that game. This is like when he's like fucking like before he gets his mind back, but like he's like total like monkey and uh it, there's like this documentary and this uh really country guys like talking about him because they make it out to be like he's like sasquatch they like they like get his like silhouette out in the woods and he's like yeah i, I saw him I, I saw him out in the woods <laughs> and this this like eyewitness he's like he was he was naked and he was holding a banana <laughs> and, and, the, and the guy's like oh, and, the, and the guy's like or, or the guy's like or was it a banana and so it was basically like yeah basically making out like he was holding his dick oh <laughs> like, uh, but yeah that, that was that was the humor back in those in the, the games back in the day man and i miss it um I yeah the, the, played that game that sounds amazing yeah the second game was making jokes like that all, all the time man um 
but yeah the second game is is great too the story is also really really great uh figuring out who the the villain was at the end of the day or at the at the end of the game was really cool um this was also the the introduction of the the goons for less which was such a funny faction that you got to fight against uh fight up against because like they're they're back in rift apart but like they're they're you know the the guys who are always like bro are talking about their muscles and stuff like that like they're so not cool in rift apart but like in in going commando they're like you constantly got to like check in on them like there's a lot of cutscenes with and the leader specifically um and <laughs> there was like there's this one scene of um you fight the leader he's like in this giant mech suit and he captures uh ashlyn cross the the other lombax and uh, the cutscene just starts with like him like maniacally laughing inside the suit he's just like ah, ha, ha, ha. and ratchet's just like what's so funny and the guy's like uh actually i don't know <laughs> and just the way just the way that it, it happens is is really funny um there's this there's another scene with um another one of them that um he this this like biker guy or whatever and uh he he's like acting like really tough and um he like threatens ratchet and then ratchet's like uh he gets his wrench out and he's like uh like like back the hell up man or else it's it's plasma city and he's like screaming at him and the man and the biker's like oh man why'd you have to yell and then he like starts crying <laughs> <laughs> and then and rush is like like hey man i'm sorry <laughs> but i like i don't know man it's 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 a really really funny game um, is that game on the vita or on playstation 5 like can i play that um, I don't even think it's on PlayStation now, to be honest. Uh, but I think I think the collection's on the Vita. It should be. Um, yeah, I think the collection is on Vita digitally. Yeah, I, I I still have the physical collection on PS3, and I'll I'll definitely play it. That's like on the list for sure to play like next year to go through the Ratchet and Clank series. Cause I have uh, Tools of Destruction and A Crack in Time. So I want to play through all what's, those. What's the one you mentioned? Uh, Going Commando. Yeah, I mean, just get the uh, the, con- the collection because one, two, and three are all like, yeah, they're like the de facto ratchet games that like I feel like everyone should play. Um, but yeah, perfect. Uh, that is my number five. Okay, my number five is Spider Man. Um, this I was I was very much kind of going back and forth between choosing this Spider Man and then a um. Miles Morales, uh, I it's, Miles Morales just hit different, man. Like it, it, in terms of like cultural representation and Miles being my favorite Spider-Man character, like it did, it hit all the notes for me that I needed it to, in more ways than one. Especially with the cultural representation thing in Puerto Ricans, like that was like, I really needed that to hit for me, uh, for that game, and it did. So, um, for for the the origin. Of like it's Insomniac Spider-Man, right? Where the first one that came on 2018, that one was just I I, I was anticipating that for the longest because everybody's been saying the Spider-Man 2, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man on PlayStation 2 was the best one. Is is true? Is like one of the best ones on top of Web of Shadows. But this one, man, this one just like the what Insomniac did for the story and just the character callbacks and just 
really respecting the character of Spider-Man and kind of like what he represents and like what makes his story ama- his stories amazing, they hit the nail on the head with it. And I couldn't be any happier with what they did with Mary Jane too. I think like her story arc is really interesting and different from what she usually does. Um, I'd like the setup they're doing with Miles. I think Peter Parker is at his best. And, and like any entertainment medium that I've seen him, my favorite of version of him is in Ultimate Spider-Man and the comic books, and then uh, now this one with Insomniac Spider-Man. I really, really like this Peter Parker and just the Spider-Man overall. And I love the variety of villains and the open world is just incredibly fun to navigate. And like, it's, it, it just, for some reason, when you're actually swinging this open world, it, it gives me a sort of serenity. Like it's like almost yeah. therapeutic in a way. For sure. Uh-huh. It's um I I and I even I remember even tweeting this out and I think um the creative director of Spider of the game Brian I think it's Brian Intahar. Yeah. Where like I was I was having like nervous shakes of about this interview for a job I was having, and I didn't really know how to quell it until like I just popped up I just popped I just popped up my PS4 and started playing Spider Man just start swinging around. And I, I felt better, <laughs> like so. I, I don't know what kind of magic that was, where like I just I just really wanted to kill some time and try not to think about it. But then next thing you know, I'm just, like I felt like very calm afterwards, and I went to that job interview more confident and than usual. So, nice. yeah, Spider Man number five. Nice man. Well, my number five is Gravity Rush two. And nice. And we've we've sung his praises in this podcast of Gravity Rush Two and how you know uh, there's opinions of uh, of if a sequel would be better or a sequel would be would would be a good idea or not. Um, I, I I assume everyone uh, Macho, you got to play it, right? Did you get to play it? Yeah, yeah. We talked about um during the podcast. Yeah. I, I played through it and beat it. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also love it. Uh, it it's the kind of game that I played during a time where there weren't any. It, it's like now where where Soul mentioned that now he's like you know nothing's hitting, nothing's quite hitting the way he would like to. And I feel like when I played Gravity Rush Two was the time where I had just dusted off my PS Vita and I had played the remaster of Gravity Rush One. And I was so immersed. I platinum that thing in a few days, and I was like, "Man," because I wanted to play Gravity Rush Two, but in my mind, I'm like, "No, I need to play the first one." And I got my Vita, I played the one, and I'm like, "Okay, now I played the two. and it was just non. It was for for weeks. For weeks, that was the only game I was playing uh, between that and school. That was uh, in college and, and work. Uh, that was for when I was uh, working at GameStop, so that was fun. Um, the the experience I had with Gravity Rush Two is is one that is both about the game and about how it completely helped me escape from reality. Not that reality was shitty, but it very much was very stressful. Um, and and everything clicked, man. The story, the visuals, the 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 absolute fun. It was at its core just such a fun game. Um, Something that I recently I mentioned with Ratchet and Crank Rift Apart, that was, it's just a fun game. It's just super fun. Same with Returnal. Fun at the core. Because there's games you play, and you're not necessarily having 
the biggest, the, the most fun you've had in, in your life, but it's such a great narrative or the visuals are amazing or the music is hitting. Uh, and in this case, it's very much one of the few times that similar to how Evil Within was for a time where there was nothing to play and that's the game I played for weeks. Gravity Rush 2 is very much cemented in my mind as like one of my all-time like favorite PlayStation games. Um, Great music forever. Too. Oh, the music, phenomenal, man. Yeah, I, sometimes phenomenal. I, I literally... Uh, I would do the same thing. I do this with a lot of games that the music hit for me. I just let it play in the background, and I just listen to the music. Um, and both while fighting and while traversing, because if you needed to go to either of the three layers, you know, I forgot the names, but there's the slum area, the more middle-class working area, and then there's the, the snobby, more rich area. Whenever you needed to travel from place to place, the music, that the... the the sound effects, the the sound design, everything just clicked together so perfectly. Um, yeah, uh, everything was phenomenal. Music, character, story, visuals, love it. And that's my that's my number five. Now we we getting into the the big leagues. What's your number four, Soul? Um, <clears throat> God of War, uh, twenty eighteen. Um, I'm not really gonna talk about it too much because i feel like everything that has been said has already been said but um yeah it's yep, it's yep. it's um like I, I love norse mythology so like this was this was like really like just the playthrough it was like a dream come true man um and of course just you know seeing you know what they were able to do with kratos uh character wise um i think is still like really really cool um turning you know essentially an anti-hero into someone that you can root for is um it's not easy <laughs> but they they landed on their feet man and they did it so um and and of course there's the gameplay which i really really enjoyed um and the valkyries man and valkyries are so fun. Oh, absolutely <laughs> um absolutely yeah. hard as hell the last one yeah <laughs> i kind of you know i saw i saw uh, you know that that one move that they have where they kind of like grab Kratos's face and they like drag him against the floor a little bit. Oh man, that's your introduction to her. <laughs> you just touch the portal and, bam! There's the fight. Yeah, Getting into was, it right now. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, hold up. Maybe maybe I want maybe I want that to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't, I can't wait to replay that game, man. It's, I'm yeah, looking forward uh, to it. Hell yeah, man. For sure, for sure. So you're number four, much. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's a quick uh, quick point on, because I actually don't have God of War in my top 10, but I, I uh, did want to mention, uh, to go off Jay's point, that the one sh entire game is... Uh, uh. Interesting. It's high up there, huh? It's, yeah, it's absolutely. It's, um, it, it, again, it's, it's back to the nature of just a fun video game, and how, how much of a great time I had just... I mean, you guys touched on the music too, which is like one of like the biggest factors for me of like just being immersed into the world. But what really for me is just how you interact with the world, and that included just even like the the really cool mechanic just blew me away. Pun intended. This is the wind mechanic of yeah, going yeah. to different <laughs> destinations. Yeah. For me, I thought that was like one of the most inventive ways of map without opening your map kind of way kind of thing yeah for sure makes sense 
so for me yeah that that like that just kind of like made the entire experience feel memorable and on top of Jin's story of like this internal battle that he's struggling with and you got hints of that before which actually which is like a really funny part and that I was thinking of because when I was playing The Last of Us Part 2 I was thinking like Ellie's having these these consequences of killing people right like maybe there's a part of her conscience that's just saying like don't do this because it's wrong right um Jim was having those moments when he was turning more into a ninja versus a samurai where every time he would kill people in the shadows he would hear his uncle's teachings of like we don't do that that's not the samurai way so that like really like um kind of drove hope for me like as far as like his character growth and what he doing what he needs to do versus what he's um what he was born like to kind of uh, uphold yeah. So yeah, Ghost of Shima is like, and I can't wait to play Kia. I'm I like next week when I actually move into my new place, I'm gonna just start playing Ghost of Shima because playing that on OLED, baby. <laughs> Ooh, that hit different. Uh, oh yeah, it's gonna hit dim- different, boy. It's gonna hit different. Ooh. So I'm excited to be play that one. Nice man. Um, yeah, from here on out, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna mention because a lot of these that are we're gonna talk about, not all. Uh, We've talked about during the po- different episodes of the podcast a lot. So, my number four is actually Spider Man, and I was debating. I was very close to putting Miles Morales because of recency effect. Because I haven't played Spider Man in a while, and I played Miles Morales the most recent one. But y'all made some good points earlier of how that game tackled different, like Mary Jane, the way they gave her that the personality that she had, and, and actually. For me, Mary Jane clicked. For a lot of people, Mary Jane was kind of like the boring parts of the game. For me, I actually enjoyed the investigating, the detective work, all that, uh, you know, hiding in, in the museum and stalking and, and like, uh, writing down your, your pieces. Not that you actually wrote it down. She wrote it down because of story. Uh, the different villains. that I love it when a game introduces you, like, a, a gauntlet of, like, already, like, a group of villains that you'll have to tackle one each, like, at a time. I loved about Resident Evil 4. Uh, not 4, uh, 8. How you're introduced to the villains, and then you have to tackle each one. Um, the performance by Jury, it, it, incredible, incredible. I agree. I haven't thought about what my top number one Spider-Man is, but he's definitely up in in the Mount Rushmore of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> it, it, emotional as hell. It it both that last one with Doc Ock and the scene with Aunt May. The phenomenal scene. Oh, Love both man. of them. Oh, the, man. The, the way he's revealing and she's to, like, you had I to know. mention not me. Had to me. Bro, the <laughs> the way that she's like, I knew. Like, I knew it was you. It's like, man, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and you cry like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know? Um, ball over here throwing some hands in the air. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we, we all know this game is amazing. But yeah, that's my that's my number one. Now to the top three, gentlemen. What's your number three, uh, Soul? Man, I am I'm fucking up in, in Dying Light, man. Also, I heard this silent but yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, because I just ex- I just exploded two zombies. Well, I exploded one zombie in a room full of zombies, and then the second one who had like a gas tank on his back exploded at the same time. So now I'm just attracting all of these <laughs> these other zombies in the, into this place that I'm supposed to be in for a mission. <laughs> oh man! Yikes! 
Um, also, I got I, I got to make this point really quick. This this man, the main character's name is Kyle Crane. Man, how fucking boring! <laughs> how, how fucking boring can you be, man? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> that's so. Hey, that's man. that's so 2014 white white protagonist name right there. Yeah. Um. John John Joe Stone. John honestly, <laughs> honestly Joe Stone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um all right so number where were you three number three three <laughs> uh slide slide two man uh you guys know i i i love this game so i'm not gonna say too much about it um yeah yeah we know we know yeah but uh just uh, <laughs> same same here <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's honestly like one of like the like man story doesn't get and and the characters don't get talked about enough man that it's a it's a really 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 damn good big, story is there another big eared fella here as well another what <laughs> another big eared uh lady or uh nothing here no but there's there's a there's a fox man there's a fox. We, okay. we we gotta get we gotta get into that. But there's a fox. Man, what does the fox say though? <laughs> she says she says she says uh my my name is uh Kamenita Montoya Fox. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> That's what she says. Oh man. Um, but um, yeah, man. The the banter between her and Sly were at, were at their peak in this game um this was really when they honed in on like what they wanted you know the future of this series to be gameplay wise that's they kind of shifted into a more like hub based um sort of mission uh style of gameplay versus the more linear just like uh straight up platforming that the first game did um there's a more the they cleaned up the the kind of the comic book art style cutscenes in this one and it looked way way better um, again, the story is is really good. What what they were doing here, when um, you know this theme of um, sort of when when you let your ego kind of like you know take over to a point where you kind of like forget about you know the the people who have helped you along your path, um, and and this idea of like the um, what's the word I'm looking for the undesirable kind of going after the the unattainable and um these underdogs really chewing off more than what they could chew or biting off more than what they can chew and uh facing the consequences for that like they they face real real fucking consequences for believing that they are untouchable and you know uh the first game they they you know they had all the, the luck in the world they're they're punching above their weight and in the second game they kind of get punched back and it's it's a really really cool story and um the characters as well man it's it's a game to this day man that i i, I really look back on and, and you know in terms of like my writing and what i'm doing like i i look i still look at and and kind of see like how they did certain things and whatnot um but yeah i absolutely adore this game um yeah what about you guys what, uh where you guys at with number three number three for me is uh infamous 2 nice man infamous 2 is it's uh, i played i wasn't like, really so interested in the first ones because it, it felt so muted but my friend let me borrow it just to, so i could finally try it out and i actually really liked the game 
but it wasn't until really Infamous 2 where, where like it was like, alright, this is a series I can just absolutely fall in love with. The environment of New Marais kind of had like a New New Orleans spin or like kind of style to it, but just the colors of the entire environment, how much fun it was to explore was great. The I just love what they did with Cole McGrath and kind of like the dichotomy of the decisions you'd be making and how not only did that affected the story and the ending, but it also affected what kind of powers you got. I feel like that's one of the most unique superhero games out there, and it it got it got a love and praise, but I feel like it could definitely be revitalized again, whether through like a remastered collection or something on PS5. It absolutely deserves it. Um, I, I again, there's nothing else like Infamous 2 out there where not only is your just story decisions are affecting the story of the game, but also your gameplay. So having fire or ice and how much of a difference it actually makes when you're playing the game, it's uh, it's incredible. And also Infamous 2 had that amazing, I mean amazing Halloween DLC with the vampires. Um, I think it's called Ooh, Festival, Festival of the Blood. Night. Festival yeah. of Blood. Festival of Blood. Yeah. That was just super cool, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Infamous 2, absolutely. Comes in at number 3. Nice, nice. Walt, what about you? Well, now we're getting into obvious territory, you know? For me, at least. Because, again, uh, I, I considered... This is the thing. I considered putting Infamous 2 on, on number 3, right? But I, I'd, I'd be lying to myself because I... Even though it's in my top three PlayStation exclusives, I haven't played it in so long, and I don't remember much of what I enjoyed. Even though I know logically what I enjoyed, I don't have the like, oh yeah, this was fun. I, I, it's um, it's in number three. Once I replay it, probably, uh, if not number four, it's definitely top five. But, you know, you touched upon it. It was either Infamous Two, and now I have put God of War. You mentioned God of War. Uh, it's getting tough for me because the most recent games, you know, are the ones that I have the most, you know, uh, the the most recent in my mind. Um, you know, none of the slides, none of the ratchets, only Rift Apart, and Rift Apart is not in my top 10. Uh, not probably top 15. Um, not that it's bad, it's a great game. Uh, don't kill me. Uh, God of War, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and... For the reasons you mentioned, and dude, it, I it was very unexpected for me. God of War, I did not expect literally anything that they did in that game, and I fell so in love with absolutely every character, even Modi and Magni. Like even as as little of a role that they had, they were interesting in some regard. Uh, the little Easter eggs that they put, the references that they put, the the sequence. I think that what elevated me right now because i haven't played infamous 2 in a while um which i do plan on picking up my ps3 back from the from the from the shelf and hooking that up and play some good old ps3 games oh um, yeah i do think that what elevated god of war in this case because i remember it so vividly is the scene and this is the sequence of you getting your blades of chaos back the entire the entire sequence the whole game is an entire sequence it's a one shot but that whole <laughs> chunk that little chunk of 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 you getting told uh that only you know xy can um get this item and kratos you see kratos realize oh then i have to go back home and, and you're like 
what does he mean? Instantly, as soon as I said, what does he, oh, <laughs> oh, shit, and that whole sequence just starts, and you see Athena, and the dialogue that the exchange, and the, the, the gravitas of that, it was amazing. Um, yeah, it was, so it was, yeah, that's it was my number perfect. three. Yeah. It's, it is exactly, it's perfect, it's perfect. That game, and I agree, there are sections of that game that I was like, okay, I'm enjoying it, but it's getting a bit slow. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Number three, God of War 2018. Uh, the re revitalization of Kratos, uh, interestingly enough. But yeah, top two. Uh, number two, Jay, what's your number two? Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. That's wow. right. That's right, motherfuckers. Wow. That's right. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's right. I, I, man, this man's simping. He is simping. He just wants to release like the redhead. <laughs> Yo. I just saw, as soon as you said, that's right, motherfuckers, I saw Dave Chappelle just scratching his neck. That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, y'all. Y'all over your face. Y'all gonna get this to work right oh. now, man. <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, man, I respect that. I respect that. Listen. This is this is a great great fucking game specifically because of like my like okay yeah people people can have their opinions man but like it it like when people say <laughs> when people say when people say that this game has a bad story I'm like nah, I'm like sp specifically like learning about what happened to this world and why the world is the way it is the purpose of the machines right it's not it's not this whole thing of like Oh, we just we just have you know robotic machines because it's cool, right? There's there's a specific reason nope. and and purpose that they serve, you know, in in terms of maintaining the the planet uh, and why they're here. Um, learning about why or who Elizabeth Sobeck is and Aloy's connection to her, who Elizabeth, who right, and yeah. what Aloy actually is. Um, specifically, the most mind blowing thing to me is why the world reverted back to a tribal sort of you know you know uh society or whatever and that's specifically because of the asshole uh ted pharaoh the guy who created you know or responsible for the pharaoh robots uh in the first place um he didn't want to uh you know the future generations to learn about um his his mistake about what he did um so and and this whole idea of you know elizabeth sobeck and the zero dawn initiative and whatever um all they all had these like different departments right and one of you know hades and uh have uh Hephaestus, um all these different programs and then one of them was a program called apollo and this was specifically where all of human history's knowledge you know history culture art religion language whatever um you know uh, you know uh, spanning the entire history of the planet earth was all put into this one program and ted farrow his his reasoning was hey we we uh we would be essentially giving um future generations um you know sort of this this problem they would know about um about uh you know what we did and 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 whatnot and we can't let that happen um, that we would essentially be giving them the disease so they could just repeat 
um, you know, our mistake again. That's that was whole. That was his whole reasoning. Obviously, he just didn't want them to find out that he's the man responsible for, essentially, the the extinction of the entire human race. So what what he does is he ends up erasing the entirety of Apollo, all thousands of probably millions of years of culture, language, art, history, whatever, just gone at the snap of a finger. And then he kill, and then uh, you know he goes on to uh, like suffocate all the people w from that project in that room, and it, it was just this uh, incredible moment of like, okay, that explains why we're in this tribal setting, why all these people you know are living the way that they do, right? And they have no knowledge of you know the people who came before them. Um, aside from calling them, you know, the old ones and, you know, stuff of that nature. And it, it was just such a cool moment. And the game is, is littered with, with, you know, explanations like that. But then it, it does this really cool thing of like, okay, once you learn about, you know, Project Zero Dawn and, and what that is, now that opens the door for 10 other questions. And now the next big mission is like, okay, now you get more answers, but then it's like, okay, now I have even more questions, right? And it keeps doing that until you reach the end, you know, with um, Aloy finally meeting Elizabeth. And, and you know, I, I guess what I'm just trying to say is that, like, this game did a really good job of, like, presenting a world that on paper probably should have never worked, probably doesn't make sense, but at, at the end of the day, explaining it in a way that, you know, I came away from it thinking, oh, yeah, this this was really, really well done. Um, so, yeah, it and yeah. and I, I, I probably wouldn't feel as strongly about about this game if it wasn't for all that stuff. Um, obviously, the combat is great. It's 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 fun. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for bow and arrow combat, even in, in this game. Right. You, you, in Dying Light. Right. You have you have guns and um, a bunch of melee stuff. But I'll always go back to the bow and arrow because I, I just love that weapon for whatever reason um but the the story itself like I, I don't feel as strongly about like the characters like I, I don't care for a lot of the characters i don't remember a lot of the side quests although the frozen wild is, is a lot better in that regard but um w what i'm saying is that like i wouldn't feel strongly about this game if it wasn't for you know those revelations you know about finding out about gaia gaia prime project zero dawn the how fucked up it was you know uh zero dawn this this whole idea of um general uh, general uh hannes or whatever his name was he was like um project zero dawn is essentially putting a gun in the hands of every single civilian and telling them to go out there and fight thinking that you know um you know that we would have a chance but realistically this is just a front to uh, give the people who are working on Project Zero Dawn enough time to actually finish the project. So really, he's just putting, he's just throwing civilians out into a meat grinder, telling them that, oh no, like this is the good for the good for your country. Like, um, you know, we're actually, you know, cutting down some of these robots' numbers down. When in reality, no, you guys are just out there to buy us time to actually finish this project. And how fucked up that is to think about. Like again, like learning about all this stuff is so so fascinating, and 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 it works. It makes sense. Um, so yeah, Zero Dawn is is really really cool, and of course the biomes, exploring all that stuff, um, was fun. Again, I have my gripes with the game that I hope is rectified in in Forbidden West, but um, it's it's honestly one of the coolest like 
stories I've I've ever gotten to experience in a while. Um, you're you're making me want to replay it on my OLED. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, just, it's worth it, man. It's worth a replay for sure. Dude, it it, it I and you, you talk about Ted Farrow, and for me, he was more of a villain than the tribe that you were opposing. Uh, whatever it was, obviously, Silence turned out to be the big manipulator, but the the whole that one sequence, that one scene. That you get to experience through, you know, holographic, uh, you know, messages that they left. The whole, where they're sitting around the, in the table and Ted Farrow is explaining everything that he's done and boom, suffocates everyone. And all the leaders, essentially, all the ones responsible for, for everything that, that was supposed to restore uh, Earth. Which, you know, it's interesting how you see all these games tackle the same kind of premise of Earth being doomed by humans. But it's nice when they put a spin on it, and they they do you know Horizon and they Returnal and and or Dead Space even, where where Dead Space essentially is you never get to like directly go to Earth, but the the idea is still there where Earth was just stripped out of resources and humanity was forced to go into space and look for you know my food resources whatever it may be. Uh, fascinating stuff good good number two. Oh, macho you're number two it's been odd you know because we'd set first party and it's odd to hear macho talk about not talk about a final fantasy game so it's to be expected because <laughs> it's only first party games uh but what's your number two macho yeah trust me man if, if, if it wasn't first party king wars 2 would be on here final fantasy 7 yeah. 7 remake <laughs> yeah they'll they'll all be on here because uh, those, those are the goals in your heart <laughs> they, those are the ghosts but um no but it was interesting wrinkle doing first party stuff because made me really think of like really the is. games the games i really enjoy and, and and it kind of like it really put it into a nice broad scope of like what is my favorite or who is my favorite rather playstation developer and if you look by my list you can tell like who it is and uh number two kind of solidifies that with it being sly too yeah sucker punch uh Yep, Sucker Punch has has the most games on my list, being Ghost of Tsushima, Infamous 2, and Slide 2, and them being so high. And it goes back to what I was thinking before, why I shall always trust in Sucker Punch to just make a fun-ass game. And Slide 2 is just the epitome of that. I mean, Slide 1, obviously I played, but and that, that just sticks near and dear to my heart, but Slide 2 is the one that I just remember seeing in a store and flipping the fuck out. That there was a sequel to Sly Cooper, yeah, um, and just and just actually begging. It was the same thing Kingdom Hearts two, where like I saw it in store and I like I begged my dad, please, can we bring this home? Please, 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 please. Sly two is that <laughs> other game where I saw in the store and I was like, I can't, please, I'll, I'll do chores for a week. I'll get, I'll do, I'll do what I can to to get this game in my in, in my PlayStation two right now. And Sly two just hit on all fronts when it came to the characters, the set pieces. Just that kind of um, the open-ended feel of just either taking Murray, Bentley, or Sly on a mission, yeah, yeah. and kind of like what it did for Bentley too, because I feel like you don't yeah. really get characters in a wheelchair, let alone play as them. Yeah. And it just hit the nail on the head with Bentley, just like him placing bombs around him at enemies and sneaking <laughs> up on them and everything. Like it's super cool, like with the the inventive like ways that you can play as Bentley and not only just Bentley but Sly and Murray and how they kind of just all benefit each other and 
not only do they have like their own separate missions, but they have co-op missions. Not like play with someone else, but like missions with both of them or or all three of them in one mission. And how epic that just felt. Um, it, it really is kind of like the 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 old saying, "The whole gang is here," and uh, <laughs> it, it just it just went into went into a spades. And yeah, I feel like what they did with it was just fantastic. Um, yeah, so slide two is my number two. Nice, nice man. Oh, uh, this is pretty obvious. My number two, um, Fat Princess. Really? No, no, that's good. Yeah. Man, like some thick. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I took the liberty of including both. Uh, Last of Us, and and that is because. I've come to realize just how much it has worked for me to envision it. Because it is essentially one full story. Two completely different games in some way. But it's still the same story. Uh, I had, up until The Last of Us, I had never played a a narrative experience like it. It was after The Last of Us for PlayStation 3. Where I actually started like delving more into story, you know, forward games. But after, before that, it was just, oh, that looks cool. Let me buy it. No, after Last of Us, I like actually like gave thought to what kinds of narrative experiences I wanted, and that's where I started, you know, delving more into JRPGs, more, more story-centric games. Um, oh, wow, I, that's if it cool. wasn't Probably, if it wasn't for The Last of Us, I wouldn't have picked up Final Fantasy X. If it wasn't for The Last of Us, I wouldn't have picked up the many, many narrative experiences I, I had after that, like, center on that. Um, so, not only does it mean that much to me, but including both of them makes sense for me. Because, for me, Ellie is, like, one of the best written characters in, like, a video game. And because I am taking both both into account that's why I, I consider it that way because the the growth or downfall if you want, you want to see it that way because of the actions she takes in the last of us too of her is just so tragic but it's so it, it it feels so real you know the the way that she reacts to certain situations the way that the characters react to every situations and how that game was so good at making you feel hopeless even if the if it's a linear story Last of Us one specifically moments like, you know, Tess succumbing to her wounds and her sacrificing herself for the better for for Joel and Ellie to escape, or moments like you meeting the the brothers in in the city that were escaping and ultimately one of them yeah, gets Sam, infected. Sam and Henry. Yeah. Sam and Henry, bro. The the way that his big bro he. He doesn't know what to do. He's panicking. He sees how uh, uh, everything from that man's life was over as soon as he had to shoot his little brother and take his own life. That The way that that game made me feel, made me feel, just in general, all the way through Last of Us 2, to this day, like I, in my mind, I'm like, I want to replay Last of Us 2, but it takes so much mental energy because I got so invested and I get so invested in games that I need like a moment, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. Uh, for this one, I'm putting both of them as one continuous story. Uh, I, I really, in terms of, of many things, one excels over the other, but I, 
I I couldn't not put both of them as just one continuous uh, story. But yeah, that's my number two. Now, uh, to the number ones. Jay, what is your number one? <laughs> uh, the Last of Us Part Two. Woo! Uh, we, yes, sir. We we talked about gameplay earlier, so I won't get into that. Um, <laughs> but um, for me, no no other game like did this thing where i i felt like i had to like actually had like i had this like self-reflective moment playing this game where like i hated abby um even even like you know um understanding what she did like i i i hated her and i think what this game did more more than anything for me was um you know we talked about empathy early early on but yeah. it made me ask myself like it, it, it like this game was such a, a roller coaster for me right because I, I was just like i didn't know what to think for the longest time and then once you know you finally put the control down and it's over then you kind of you know get a chance to finally think about it and i think for me like i, I had to ask myself like at, at what point do i um you know can't at what what point is like um what 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 is the line for me right like ellie obviously had you know a certain line that you can't that um that you can finally you know forgive someone and you know for me i was asking the same thing like okay at, at what point can despite doing something absolutely you know horrible um can a person come back from that like uh, can can a person ever come truly come back from that and um you know after playing the entire game you know i finally came to an answer and you know i i came to an answer and then you know thought yes like for me personally yeah after seeing everything that you know me and abby went through together seeing everything that she went through um you know uh it turns out that even after crossing that line you can still come back through it and that doesn't mean that I, I forgive her right that doesn't mean that i i you know i'm okay with what she did or you know i i forgive her or completely admonish her of her sins and whatnot that just means that you know i i understand her i i empathize with her um i accept what she did um and yeah, I, I I can come to an understanding with her again that doesn't mean i i forgive her but i can i can come to an understanding um and that was that was tough man that that was a realization or or you know a question that uh an answer to a question that i had to wait over 30 hours to 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 come and find out for 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 myself right <laughs> yeah but um yeah I, again that's it's it's something that i don't think i've ever really had with the game do to me before it sounds very much you had a situation similar to how katara when she found out who her mom's killer was and she told Aang, like, I don't think I'll forgive him. I don't think I ever will. And she looks at Suko and she's like, but I think I'm ready to forgive you. I'm starting to start and forgive you. And it very much is that where maybe the core of what inspired that reflecting in you, reflection in you, you won't necessarily come into terms of, of applying what you learn on it, but you acknowledge, but you're, you're ready to apply it on other things. And you, it made you reflect. And that's, that's, that's amazing. That's what you, you when you started talking about you know come, uh, can can you forgive someone can someone come back from that line you literally like i thought just about the uh what what was the name of that raiders the raiders the whoever killed the 
the water tribe, the South Water Tribe. Um, yeah, yeah. And the mom and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. What about you, Macho? You're number one. That's not Final Fantasy. Really, really, really quickly, <laughs> really quickly, we have we had a, a message in chat saying, uh, "Do we think Last of Us one or two? Uh, the story, which one do we think is is better?" And like, obviously, story in, in part one is definitely more uh, concise. Um, Agree. But <laughs> purely. Purely because, and, and I love The Last of Us 1, but purely because of what part two did to me emotionally and, and that kind of gauntlet and, and roller coaster that it, that it put me through, right? Like, it, I felt a wide range of emotions. Um, and and just, I, again, it's it's something that I, I really haven't really exp experienced in a game before. So I don't know if I, if, if I could just say that one is better than the other, because I, I love them both, but part two definitely made me uh, made some emotions come out that part one didn't do. I guess that's what I'll say. Yeah, I'd have to. I agree with that notion, and and I agree with with the fact that one was more concise, and it's because they focused on two things, and that's Joel and Ellie, their experience, their journey, their coming together, their experience of the world, their their relationship growing sometimes falling sometimes again stand up growing and from and you seeing just one same journey two different perspectives while in the last of us two you have you know the the infamous idea of switching on the fly you know with the character like how macho just experienced and a lot of people did not like that a lot of people did not like the fact that oh you're gonna make me play as her. They saw it. They saw a lot of people saw that as like a challenge or as like, as, oh, let's see if you can play as the villain now or whatever. And and, and I, it's they're missing the point. It's I agree with Soul. It's about it's about you putting yourself in the shoes of that that one person that hurt you, and and for one moment consider that, and that's all it does. You know, it, it's phenomenal. It's there's a lot more into that, but yeah, uh, but I would say. That's why I included both because I just see it all as one continuous story. But I see what the person, you know, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, they're both different stories in in, in and of itself. Um, but I agree with Jay. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't really answer yet because I haven't finished it. And yeah. Despite, yeah, despite yeah. knowing the spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah you need context and, for that. Yeah, knowing knowing some details about that, but still, like I, like I said, context is everything. So mm -hmm. that's that's why like I didn't really give Dina too much shit. When I first, when I, you know, saw the spoilers and everything, and kind of like seeing, oh, you know, what's going on, but now I'm playing it, and uh, yeah, my feelings I really haven't changed on that, but we'll see, you know, if that changes, you know, as I progress in the story. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, so ahead. that kind of ties into my number one, actually. Uh, my number one is The Last of Us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. My number one is absolutely The Last of Us. Never have I experienced a story like this. Um, it's not new. It's not like uh, an original story or by any case of the imagination. But what it does with the characters, it's one of those games where every character to me is memorable. To the point where like I could just list them off the top of my head and remember the exact feelings and moments that I, 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 I have with those characters. Notably, Sam and Henry, that revelation of when Henry finds out that his little brother got bit and he's turning, and his reaction just completely caught me off guard. 
I thought it was gonna be one of those moments where Joe's gonna have to take the gun from him and they're gonna have to fight and it's gonna be this crazy, you know, battle. This dude just if the, the entire screen just flips on the head, just points the gun himself and shoots and the screen goes black. Yeah, um phenomenal. It's 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 like it, I can't like it's one of those moments where like I just I literally gasped because I just cannot believe what just happened, and then you jump right into David, yeah. and that whole situation with Ellie, which was fucking crazy, dude, and just her kind of like her going into the deep well where where she had to defend herself. And like again, the, the, what that game put me through emotionally was just like nothing I ever experienced before. On top of gameplay that, while it wasn't the best, um, it was still it, like it made sense and it, like it tied in with the entire game itself just so well. And playing it on grounded is something I highly recommend. Like I replayed it last year, I believe it was on grounded, and it was like one of those things where, like. While it's claimed as like being a really hard mode, it just again it all fits together and it makes sense for like kind of like the tone of the game and everything. I feel like it's one of the best like harder quote unquote difficulties ever played in a video game. Um, and of course I'm gonna give it a points now and forever for having a perfect ending. Just the ambiguous yeah. Ellie's just eyes looks like she's swelling up but also like she kind of understands and why joel is like lying to her and then her response just okay like she's she's willing to go with it without knowing the full truth and what that can lead to and everything and last of us just it's for me it's still like one of the best playstation first party games ever made and I'll stand by that completely. On top of some banger ass multiplayer, bro. <laughs> factions, Agree. factions was the shit, man. It was so much fun. Uh, I, oh man, I can't wait for for their version of Last of Us Two factions. Can't wait for that. Yeah, seriously. Um, and and to that point, you know, before I go to my number one, to add to that. Now that I think about it, I, I hadn't think about it, I thought about it, but I'm gonna simmer on it more later. But the fact that that whole situation with David and how Joel had to step in to stop her from like going on a path that was not gonna be pretty. Yeah. Uh, if she, yeah. It very much shows just how much Joel was a, such a, and we know right now, it was such a massive part of Ellie's life in Last of Us 2. Because who is it? Who's there to check on, uh, check up on her? Why is she doing all these things? Joel's not there to like remind her, yo. Uh, like you have to stop. Like you know, it, like physically stop her. Like no, this isn't you. There's no one to you know check up on, check up on her. So for me, it makes sense that we in the Last of Us when we got a glimpse of what Ellie would later on become in Last of Us Two. Uh, it's just fascinating to think about that. Yeah, that's that's why Last of Us One is just like has a special place in my heart for like oh, absolutely. what it does. Because like I said, as I said before, one of the reasons why Last of Us Two which just wasn't connecting with me as much, and why I can't really connect, why like I just don't really have this affinity for Jesse or Dina mm -hmm. um, all that much. Because what the Last of Us One was to me was Joel and Ellie. Mm -hmm. That is that is the soul of the franchise to me. So Last of Us 2 has challenged me in that sense of like saying like no, it's the story is more than that, which is something that's hard for me to really accept because Last of yeah. Us one left a really big impression on me. I mean, it's my number one for a reason. So, and and and, and the idea of of 
of that you you hit the nail on the head everyone everyone matters but and it challenges you to consider that yeah yeah absolutely um now my number one not a first party only reason why it's number one because never in my life had i played a game that i had played to the point of i'm i should have been burnt out but i could have kept going and at this point if i play it i am numb to it but not in a bad way i'm like I still enjoy it, but it doesn't hit like the first time. The characters, the story, nothing out of the ordinary. But every, it just, it, it, it's an experience more than it is talking about the quality of the game. Not to say that the game is bad, but number one for me will will be for now at, until you know probably Elden Ring. I don't know. Is Persona Five, and the reason why this game is up here is because when I picked up this game, literally, literally. I had my gamer mind that I have now. I had I knew what games were. I knew what a narrative experience was. I knew, but I had no idea what Persona was. And the fact that a game was able to grab me for hundreds and hundreds of hours to the point where now I probably have like 400 hours invested into that game, and cumulatively between Persona 5 and Royal, it when a game can do that, that game is up in my top 10 already. It, I, and it's not like many people play let's say warzone or apex and they they get frustrated but they keep playing it no it's not that kind of replayability it's replayability that it's still endearing to me i still enjoy it i like revisiting it's like i have a, a second family and i'm just seeing them every now and then you know the fan and thieves and everyone in that world every single like side character some better than others but not to say that it, those others weren't bad were bad per se um nothing of this game stands out in the way that Last of Us does in terms of story. It's a pretty straightforward story with very, you know, straightforward themes. There's more to it, but it's not to the to the depth that Last of Us explored them. But for me, it was the fact that I had the fun that I had, you know, it took what I have from Gravity Rush, that fun element and the story element and it, everything was just balanced like all things should be. You know what I mean? <laughs> that game that game did a Thanos on me. I saw that blade being, you know, balanced on that finger. I was like, yes, this is balance. And it's just that. Persona 5, for me, is the perfect balance of everything for me. Uh, while Last of Us, as impactful that it was, I do admit that the gameplay, you know, it's it, there wasn't anything special to it. So you already have a, a one is outweighing the other. But in this case, everything just... Me being a fan of of turn based more than I am of real time, uh, ga uh, like actual gameplay, like battling, uh, that was a plus to it. So yeah, uh, there's more I can talk about it, but we'd be here for nine hours. Uh, but yeah, Persona Five is my number one. Definitely. Uh, not a first party, but yeah. if you disagree, listener, fuck you. You know. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. That that yeah, would have been that would have been my number one if this wasn't first party as well. First part, yeah, but it, that, it let it let room for 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 uh, nuances in the list because there were a lot of differences. We didn't get too similar until like maybe the top five, but like our lists were very much different all the way through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, cool. That's that literally took up the entire podcast. So, um, <laughs> really quickly, uh, let's talk about. Do uh, you guys want to talk about the Tsushima standalone thing? 
Um, I think there's not really much other than the fact that it's going to be supported like afterwards. I think the big update is like in September, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 pretty excited. I I, I think this is when I'll I'll jump into it because um, it does look really cool. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm down to. I say definitely. I say dual shock and sense game nights. We hit up some some uh, legends multiplayer because I haven't played it so and I want to. Yeah, for sure. Hey man, I'm down. I'm down. For oh, sure. Yeah. And 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 we got you know uh, multiplayer, uh, Elden Ring multiplayer. That's a thing. That that'll be a thing. We have to do that, guys. We'll have to do the remote play. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and lastly, Macho, are there any specific uh, indies that you wanted to talk about from the PS indies that they uh, showed off this week? Yeah, yeah. So um, let me just get, let me bring up the blog actually, because what they did is that PlayStation did their nice regular round of like here are like the indies coming to playstation and they highlighted like i think seven different ones and some of them were actually really prominent and a couple that i didn't really notice before or like cared about i'm actually going to try out um one of the two let's see let me see what they got so one of them is called oxen free 2 which i'm sure like you guys have probably heard of oxen free yeah yeah um, played it is it yeah it's indie darling it's actually on sale on psn for like three dollars and fifty cents so um, I'm definitely going to pick it up and give it a go because it looks really cool. So Oxenfree 2 is coming to PlayStation 4 and 5. This um, uh, like potion crafting uh, cute uh, game called Witchwood is coming to the console as well. That looks really cool. Um, a Platinum Games indie game is coming called Soul Cresta. I saw that. <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> I was like, what it does when does Platinum Games have the time for anything? Where's the where's where's Bayonetta 2 at, first oh, of all? Man. Oh man. <laughs> this is where this is where um, <laughs> this, this is their passion project, man. This is their their other passion oh man, they have like at least ten passion projects coming. Oh, <laughs> They're man. all passion projects. Come on, why, 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 why are we slandering? Why are we slandering them, man? Come on. Uh, man, until they give me Bayonetta three, they they uh they they get all the slander right. Now. Hey, hey man, it's on the way supposedly. Yeah, Kamiya, don't block me on Twitter. I swear, I'm just best with you. Hey man, that's a legend right uh, there. You better you better watch your mouth, man. Hey. <laughs> watch, your, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Axiom Verge 2 is also coming. It's another popular yeah. Metroidvania indie. The one I have to try out. Still, my friend can, couldn't recommend Great. it. It's fun. Okay, yeah, I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta try it out. Um, Hollow still is like one of the ones that's like super hard to beat for me. But oh, bro, um, it, it, that one's still like probably my top two uh, Metroidvanias, honestly. Yeah, Axiom Verge. Uh, no, uh, Hollow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Action Verge too looks to like kind of spin things up a little bit, where they have like um, dimension swapping, I think it is. Mm -hmm. So um, that that'd be really cool to kind of have on there. Um, another one is like a scenic sort of another kind of cute um, top-down indie game called A Short Hike. Um, I think is more just for like one of those games, that's, like very chill, um, kind of like Stardew or nice. anything like that. They showed up uh, with the bird or something. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. They showed uh, Carry On. That's coming to PlayStation. Yep. Yeah, which is another big one. I, that one got some good praise too. Yeah. Um, you, instead of playing the hero, you play as a monster, which yep. uh, sounds like fun. Yeah. Nice. And of course, the GOAT of 2020, uh, making its way to PS4 and PS5, Hades. 
I am double hey. dipping. I'm picking that up on physical for sure. Just to, just to have it and play it on PS5 at 4K with the. It actually does have dual sense capabilities too. So. Oh, um, I'm picking that up on PS5. I have it on Switch. That's how I played it. And same. Honestly, same. good experience. It's a great handheld experience, but. Um, Dude, 4K, hell yeah, bring it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 4K on PS5, 60, locked 60 frames, and of course the DualSense features. That, for, to me, that that's a, that it makes it a, that makes it a uh, worthy of a double dip. So, hell yeah, double dip. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Shit. And question, guys, uh, before we move forward, uh, and the the final biome with the Abyssal Scar, when it asks you to sink into the depths <laughs> and you have to fall a big ledge. Uh, <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> is this the fight? Is this the boss fight? You have to find out, bro. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> continue. Let's finish this. I don't... Yeah, we ain't telling you shit, man. You gotta find out yourself. That's it. Yeah, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, any more indies? Are those all the indies? That was all of them. No, that's it. There's seven indies. That's it. Seven, seven, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'll look a lot of fun and look like they bring something different to the table. So, yeah, thank you, PlayStation, for supporting Indies. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Um, <laughs> really quickly, um, yes, you guys talked about it last time, but um, what, what was your guys' thoughts on uh, the sales figures that uh, uh, Jim Ryan put out for uh, Returnal, Ratchet, Spider-Man and uh, MLB. Uh, specifically for return, yeah. yeah, specifically for Returnal. Uh, I mean, we didn't really go too much into it, but um, I think specifically for Returnal, uh, I think that's that's very good. I expected to sell a lot less than that than the 560k that it did sell. So okay. I'm happy to see that it did sell very well. Um, whether they call like a mega hit, I guess it's up for debate. But sure. <laughs> regardless, I I think a game like even like hitting a million is like incredible. So, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I, but, the, but the what the kind of game Returnal is on top of the price that it sold at, um, and how kind of a niche kind of game it is. Yeah, I'm very impressed by that. What about and you? Spider Man, Spider Man. So yeah, yeah. And um. God, what was um? I like I found it. I found it interesting that um, what's his name? That it did six point five, or at least uh, what's his name? Uh, Persona recently it was it was kind of announced in Sega's uh like uh financial or fiscal uh results financial report results for fiscal year twenty twenty two, March twenty two, March twenty twenty two I think. Um, they put out a bunch of figures and whatever, and essentially the Persona series sold 400k, a total of 400k uh, uh, copies sold between the months of April, May, and June of this year. So that's you know taking into account you know copies of Royal Strikers, obviously, and probably some more of Golden on Steam. Um, and so I was I was just comparing that 400k across you know multiple different platforms, um, across multiple games as well, and then comparing that to Returnal, doing 560 in, you know however many months that it was out what two months, 
two or three months. Yeah, it came out in April, so right. So. On on a new platform, you know, with way less of an install base than you know all the other PC, PS4, and Switch combined, and PS5 as well. So like, I don't know. I was looking at that. I was just kind of like, that's kind of interesting. Like, I I don't think like. Yeah. Five, like 560 yeah on paper it definitely like seems pretty low but um for me like it's it's a first of all it's a new ip on a new platform only on that one platform 70 dollars as well right like i i wasn't expecting it to sell gangbusters but um 560 is like yeah it's at least you know sony obviously feels differently right they probably just view it as a, as a uh, success Otherwise, they probably wouldn't call it a mega hit, right? So for for them, I'm guessing I'm guessing for them it it was a hit financially, maybe who knows? Um, and then again, and then again, like now that these games are seventy dollars, you know maybe you know they don't have to sell you know like five million you know copies you know just to make a profit or whatever. Like maybe you can sell a little bit less and you know you make up for it with these games costing more up front so yeah maybe that's right yeah. i don't know if the production value is is much higher therefore they do need to still sell the same figures but yeah yeah true. it would make sense it depends i guess it's a in this case literally a case by case depending on how like you know how expensive it was to make the game um yeah that's a big but, factor Right, right, but uh, I don't know. Sony, Sony is very uh, cut and dry with their games, and if it doesn't, <laughs> we saw what Days Gone. If it, if it wasn't it, wasn't it? And and it, we don't, I don't really know if they're gauging sales or if they're gauging critical acclaim. I don't. It's a very case on case, uh, case by case situation. Yeah. Um, um, I will, I will say though that I hope this becomes a trend for them, you know, in in the future, right? Because we know how, for mm-hmm. for instance. Nintendo is so upfront with you know how well their games sell for good reason, right? Because they sell like fucking gamebusters every single one of them, yep. even even the ones that they release re-release for the third time, you know, on another, on, <laughs> on another platform. Um, but this was this was because I feel like they've kind of stopped, you know, giving hard sales figures aside from like you know. The, the ones that do really good, like The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost, like, they, they'll be shouting from the rooftops, uh, you know, for those. But I thought it was really interesting mm-hmm. that, you know, they you know, talked about Ratchet and MLB and, you know, Returnal, right? Because those are, you know, even even though some of those sold over 1 million, like, they, on paper, they're not, like, sexy numbers. But regardless, right. the, the transparency is, is appreciated. That makes sense. Definitely. 100%. Um, okay. We can probably... I wanted to... I wanted to look up this list really quick of the top 100 games that are being played on PlayStation right now. Um, I'm not going to read all 100 because that, that would take a minute. That would take a hot minute. <laughs> but... um. I wanted to read, I think, like, the top 30 at least. Um, and also, and this is funny. So, number 100 on this list is, is Dreams. <laughs> so, wow. it, just, it, just, it just got in there. It just got in there. 
Um, yeah, how's that dream? So you got you weren't saying the Avatar fan project? I have not played it since the, <laughs> the podcast I I talked about it. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, that that's interesting. That's also that's also got into me not being in the mood to really play anything. Oh. Um, uh. But, but but in dreams you could play everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. Man. <laughs> this man spitting. Um, okay. So so for the month of July 2021, I'm just gonna read the top 30 because I think it's interesting. Okay. Uh, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare was number one. Nah. GTA 5, a Black Ops Cult Cold War, FIFA 21, Destiny 2, Fortnite, Apex Legends, Dead by Daylight. Genshin Impact at number 9, and Rocket League at number 10. So basically the usual suspects, the games that you would expect to be at the top 10. I'm not going to lie, I didn't expect Rocket League for some reason. That was the only one that was like, oh, I didn't expect cool. yeah. Genshin Impact, but that's pretty <laughs> cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't um, expect five fourteen to not be in that top ten. What's now, now hold on. Now, on now, hold on. It's funny you say that. What the fuck is going on there? It's funny you say that because number t- <laughs> uh, number eleven is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Number twelve. Oh, this me. <laughs> no, no. Here, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> number twelve is Final Fantasy fourteen. Hey, let's go. Yeah. There you go, buddy. <laughs> My fellow weebs, we in there. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that, all that, all that free advertisement you doing on the podcast is working, man. <laughs> um, then uh, thirteen, a Plague Tale Innocence. Fourteen, oh. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Fifteen, Red Dead Redemption Two. Sixteen is Rainbow Six Siege. Seventeen, Minecraft. Eighteen, F One Twenty Twenty One. A 19 NBA 2K21, 20 Call of Duty Black Ops 4, 21 is Overwatch, number 22 is Demon's Souls, number 23 is Final Fantasy 7 Remake, (laughs) number 24 is Returnal, number 25 is Ghost of Tsushima, number 26 is Miles Morales, number 27 is Mass Effect, Number 28 is Rust, 29 is Elder Scrolls Online, and number 30 is Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. Um, wow. Yeah, man. So, that was interesting. Top 30. And wow, then that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice set of uh, first, first party and some <coughs> placing exclusives there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, it's almost I'm, like exclusives matter. Wow. <laughs> I'm, happy, I'm, happy to see, <laughs> I'm happy to see Demon's Souls and Returnal in the, in the top 30, at least. Um, yeah, that's that's actually surprising to be honest. Yeah, for um, sure. Whether whether people finish Returnal is a whole other subject. <laughs> I died, so I'm 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 I just died, uh, like right now. I hate I despise this one enemy that's like a fucking specter, looks like a genie that's in the depths. It's so aggressive. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm actually very surprised with those, with those, uh, the top, obviously the top 10 are kind of like, duh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Just like, uh, I don't know about, about Rocket League, that wasn't pretty duh for me. Like, I, I'm surprised that that game is still so, I'm, I'm glad it is. Yeah, I'm glad it is, because it's a, fun, it's a very fun game, but it, it's interesting, it's interesting. Well, it's I, I expected, it, like, it's also, think of it like the esports part of it, too, that, because oh, Rocket, Rocket League, Rocket League is true. huge in esports, along with, like, Overwatch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Overwatch is uh, not there. <laughs> no, it was there, right? Uh, 
Yeah, it was up there, right? Yeah. What what number? Uh, let's see. Number twenty-one. Okay, still kicking. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. Although it's a, uh, I get mad playing it, but it, I love the game. <laughs> um. <laughs> You guys, really quickly, uh, we'll, we'll end off on this. You guys saw that uh, uh, Jake Paul looking mu- motherfucker in a, in a Street Fighter? <laughs> oh, God. I thought, I thought we were going to skip over this one. Oh, <laughs> um, dude, I was I, I actually watched that summer update, too, and I was... I was I, I like Street Fighter Five a lot, and I kind of dip in and out whenever I can, but um, I sold it and so i don't have any more so i was looking for another reason to kind of pick it up like the full champion hey, completed so whatever it's guile. nah man uh i i saw i saw akira and i was like that looks i saw aura i was like yes that's okay that's, that's i like that but then i saw jake paul and i was like absolutely not. <laughs> that that killed all my hype to kind of get the game again and play it um, I love what they're doing, like, as far as, like, the saying that's a future Street Fighter case, maybe, as far as, like, kind of, like, so it feels like they're kind of, like, teasing a Street Fighter 6 character, which is what mm. Jake Paul is here, um, <laughs> probably, maybe more or less, but, uh, but that, that idea is really cool, but, man, that character design is just ass. <laughs> that is, you don't like the hair? <laughs> That's another blonde white guy in a Street Fighter game that I just was not uh, was not like looking forward to seeing or being surprised by. Like any other original Street Fighter game could character could have been in this game, and I'd have been like cool, but it had to be like the super generic looking dude. It looked like stars on his forearms are they're bigger than his biceps for some reason. It's it's weird, what, man. What about Cammy? Cammy, Cammy can get this work, man. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, she, she can get this work, man. <laughs> uh, she's the OG. She's the OG, man. Marvel's Capcom 2, Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha 3. She can get this work, man. But uh, nah, um, not, not Jake hey. Paul. Jake Paul can nah, go back into the, can the, go back to the dumpster with that uh, character design, man. the hell going on here, <laughs> so, man? So, Lord, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. Oh man. Um, it's crazy. Alright, man. man. That's Can't gonna do it for the podcast. Um, I want to thank you guys for for watching, as always. Um, I'm gonna get started with these outros, but uh, first, want to remind you guys, you know, the usual. Go ahead and like the podcast. Consider subscribing to the channel for more content. Every Saturday at 10:30 a.m., roughly 10:30 a.m. Because you know, <laughs> you know, shit happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> roughly 10:30 a.m. <laughs> roughly, roughly. Love it. I'm putting that in the tweet next time. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the in the general vicinity, you know. Uh, <laughs> more or less. More or less. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. All right, so let's get started with these outros. Yes. Macho, you got anything going on this week? Um, not too much is just uh, really getting ready for the move next week and move next week. I got all the boxes packed and I just got to get the TV, make sure that OLED goes Ooh. nice and precisely into the box that I bought it in so that I can get to uh, my next place in one piece and no crack in sight. Um, I'm very nervous, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it could be, I think it could be done. Um, other than that, really just kind of playing through Last of Us Part 2. 
uh, Chip and Away Final Fantasy VII Remake, and yeah. Nice, nice. nice. What about you, Walt? <laughs> oh, probably. I don't know if I'll beat Returnal today. Maybe I died, but it wasn't. It didn't affect my 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 pride. I still feel like I can carry on. Um, so I'll be playing more Returnal today. Uh, get ready for my final test tomorrow. Um, and aside from that, just get ready for the next semester and. Starting the my senior year and hopefully get this undergrad by next year. Hopefully, maybe by our by our next uh, hundredth or yeah or so episode, I'll get I'll be undergrad psychology uh, thing. I don't know what to call myself. Just, uh, <laughs> psych- <laughs> I feel like you, you uh, should probably know that just in case, uh, just yeah. in case you know you get asked about your profession. Me, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. I am a student. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do something with this piece of paper. <laughs> do what do I do? Uh, but aside from that, getting properly into Chrono Trigger and see how long it takes me to beat it. But I'm not rushing it. I'm taking my sweet time, just like I do with every JRPG. Uh, and I'll get okay, back man. to you. Next episode and uh, let you in on my thoughts about it. Um, what I, how far I get, depending. But yeah, aside from that, uh, Catherine. Let's see who Catherine, which Catherine, and what Catherine, I end up with. Uh, and why Catherine? I, and why Catherine, as uh, <laughs> my good old destroyer Drax would say. Oh, quick thing, just have to sing his praises. Uh, just I wanna want to express my respect and gratitude towards the trailer for Guardians that we got and Lady Hailbender. Uh, may <laughs> may you continue to he- bend hell, Lady. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all there is. How about you, Soul? Um, yeah, not not too much uh, for me, probably. Um, honestly, <laughs> I want to keep playing Dying Light, so I think that's probably going to be what's Hype. happening this week. Um... Yeah. Besides that, not not too much else, really. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be slim pickings until Kina comes out. So I hope it doesn't get delayed again, man. There's only there's only so many delays I can take. I think that's ki- kind of what Macho was alluding to earlier. Um, I feel the same way, man. Can only take so many. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, slim pick your way to Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's on sale currently right now <laughs> Man, for $45, I, $30. I, I ain't got the energy to do that. Although Tifa, man, she may, she may, get, me, she may get me through hey. it, though. Hey, yo. Yeah, I'm telling you, she will, man. I'm telling you. Right now, I'm playing right hey, now. Hey, yo. <laughs> Woo! No cap. <laughs> no. Woo! <laughs> I'll tell you right now, but yeah. you're, gonna be, you're gonna be thanking me by the time you yeah. get to that game. Yo, yo. She'll make you go Mario, Yahoo. Oh, you know what I mean? Yo, yo, <laughs> horny man. What the hell is going on, man? Listen, that, listen, listen. As I tell my fiance, I'm not that. I'm just Puerto Rican. <laughs> and with that, we are gonna end this podcast. Uh, once again, thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.